Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Bill Ford Top Studio. Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Wednesday morning. Sometimes you get feelings about things and you're right about them. Sometimes you get feelings about things and you're wrong about them. And the feeling that I have today, and it's backed up by some reports out there, new reports out there, that today is going to be a huge day in NFL coaching. Huge day. I think that we're going to have potentially two more openings by the end of the day. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Potentially two, we will get one. One of those two will be out. And then shortly after that, we will find out if Bill Belichick is interested in either one of those places. And if he isn't, I think he will make a decision by Thursday or Friday. That's how serious I think this is. Because these guys need to hire their staff. They got to get going. They got to get moving. You can't be messing around. And by the way, if I'm Arthur Blank and both Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick are interested in my job, I would say Jim Harbaugh, 10 times out of 10, that's the guy I'm going with. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, and good morning, G. I don't know what it's uh, been. You shot out the cannon this morning. I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't really know what you read and what you saw. But I, I know that Jeffrey Lurie and Nick Sirianni are meeting today. Yeah. And the last time Jeffrey Lurie sat down with a Super Bowl winning coach and he didn't think he was going to fire him, he ended up firing him after this meeting. And that was Doug Peterson, that's if you right. remember. Mm-hmm. And you just never know. Like what the owner has in the back of his mind and what he's thinking, what his vision is, and whether or not it matches up with the coach that he's had there that's taken the team to the playoffs three years straight. I mean, think about this. Think about the success that Mike McCarthy has had in Dallas, Nick Sirianni has had in Philadelphia, and then you compare that with what the Jets have gone through the last three years. <laughs> I mean, just think about that yeah, for I a know. second. I know, but diff- different situations, of course, and there's really there's a lot of specifics that go in there. But you're right. If you just look at the regular seasons and you say that you know, Rob Sala's uh, Teflon and these two guys are on the hot seat, it looks ridiculous. It really does. But Rob Sala is protected by Aaron Rodgers. He wants to play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to play for Rob Sala and all the people that he said yes to that went out on that private jet, as we've talked about many times before. And when you're a... 
a team that has recently won a Super Bowl like the Philadelphia Eagles and fell apart in the way that they did with a fan base that's throwing popcorn at the coach when he's leaving the field. And then when you're Jerry Jones, when you're 110 years old and you haven't seen the, an NFC championship game since the mid-90s, I mean, these are two places that's not like the others. Which place is not like the others? There's a few of them in the NFL, and those two, mm-hmm. Dallas and Philadelphia, certainly are. Yeah, you know, the, the hard thing for me, and uh, I, I don't want to speak for Dallas Cowboy fans, I just look at it from a completely uh, objective or, yeah, objective bystander. Mm-hmm. And I, what I see is I see a quarterback who has basically been brought out and played his best year as a Dallas Cowboy well, I don't player. think he's going anywhere. I, I I know that, but I'm just saying, I, I, oh, the, the coach, the thing, coach yeah. brought out right. the best in the quarterback, yeah. and that is the most important relationship in sports. The head coach in the NFL and the quarterback. If you look at all these teams, the eight teams that are left, you look at the head coaches, you look at the quarterbacks, those relationships are are primed for success. And and there are two uh, organizations in particular that I look at right now that are telling me this is the way it needs to be done. And those two organizations are Green Bay and San Francisco. They are stabilized franchises with good quality leadership at the uh, the general manager level and the football division. Uh, they are great business, uh, obviously, because of the growth of their particular teams. They have great, solid head coaches. You know, they're not going to win a Super Bowl every year. They got young quarterbacks that, you know, have figured it out now. And, you know, those coaches could have been fired three times over as well. But, you know, stability is the key. And, you know, a lot of these times, those particular uh, coaches get rated. Now, because they've been so good at what they do that they end up you know, losing assistant coaches to either becoming head coaches themselves or becoming coordinators somewhere else. Yeah. I'll give you two in the AFC, I think, are kind of in that same track. One, unfortunate circumstance with the injury, but the Cincinnati Bengals with Zach Taylor and also the Buffalo Bills, even though they had their moments, but with Sean McDermott and where he's got them now. You know, young quarterbacks figuring it out, stability being there in the AFC postseason most of the time now. Uh, those two, I think, mirror the two that you mentioned in in the NFC. And, I mean, there's sometimes, though, it's it's a tough thing because... You know, there are, there's stability and then there's hanging on to the wrong guy for too long. There's also internal dysfunction that you don't know about, that we don't know about. Are, are we kind of knew that something was going on with the Giants about six to eight weeks ago. We didn't realize the magnitude of the disconnect between the offensive and defensive side of things and the way that the defensive guys were hurt and their feelings were hurt. Mm. Um, who knew that uh, the defensive uh, coordinator was going to go to the owner and tell the owner to tell the GM to wear the headset and just listen to to the head coach during the game. I mean, you know, that's the kind of crap we don't know about until the season is over and then people start cleaning house. And I would say that, you know, that's probably where Jeffrey Laurie is going to be with Nick Sirianni today. He's going to say, this is not good enough. We need to get a new defense coordinator in here. We need a new offensive coordinator in here. Uh, you know, we're spending all this money on Jalen Hurts. I can't have him regressing. We have to get him moving forward. We got to get him right. So, uh, you know, if Nick Sirianni doesn't have an answer for it, then he's going to be showed the door. And, you know, it was interesting reading and, and listening to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll does a, uh, a radio hit uh, every week in Seattle. He had one more hit after he had been let go by the Seattle Seahawks. And he basically said it wasn't the football people that let him go. It's not the football people. I have a vision. I have a, pre- a precise uh, vision as to how we have to get this thing back on track. You know, they were nine and eight. They didn't make the playoffs two week, two years in a row. Now, uh, he got the most as, as he could out of Geno Smith. 
You know, they're going to have to find another quarterback is what they're going to have to do. And, you know, he, he had a precise plan in place to get it done. And he was challenged in the meetings uh, with their owner out there and a couple of other people in those meetings. And he felt like he was blindsided by non-football people that fired him in Seattle. So, like, I, we never know how these owners are thinking. We never know what's going through their minds. We never know, you know, what the fan base or how they're listening to the fan base. I guess if you're Jerry Jones, if you're listening to your fan base, wow. they want Mike McCarthy gone. But it, see, it, the history of Jerry Jones is with these head coaches is he doesn't listen to the fan base. Which is good, which is great. I mean, but, I love the stability part of it. But, but it might be different now. Uh, because he's older, and this was a really, really bad playoff loss when they were a big favorite and they got killed at home. I mean, that that might change things. And I think that with Jeffrey Lurie, I don't think it's listening to the fan base as much because you know the Philadelphia fan is as crazy as any fan there is. It's more looking at what happened. You lost both of your coordinators, and this team completely fell apart. You had no answers. You didn't get it back on track. And it looked to me... Like half the team didn't want to play in the playoff game, and you got your asses kicked by a, a, a team coached by Todd Bowles. What? Tell me how that happened. I mean, we, we, were you a fraud last year? Uh, no, no, they weren't a fraud last year. They were great last year. I'm saying, year. was he a fraud? Was he a fraud oh, just riding a better roster no. with two better coaches on his staff? Well, I mean, again, you know, at the beginning of the year, I don't know how many times I must have said it that the loss of those two coordinators are going is going to be big for the Philadelphia Eagles. Can they replace them? And it looked like for about 10 weeks in the season that they were able to replace them. But much like uh, what happened in Buffalo, uh, what happened in I'm trying to think, uh, Pittsburgh, where they fired offensive coordinators in the middle of the year, mm-hmm. they kind of rearranged their defensive staff. That never works. You know, when you're re- when you're keeping guys in the building. And you're kind of demoting people. Yeah. And you're having another guy jump over another. I mean, like, that creates so so much insecurity and so many problems amongst the, the guys that go, that have to go to work and work together each day. You're just better off letting a guy go, if you can, and get away with it like uh, Buffalo did. And, and like Pittsburgh did to some extent. But the Joe Brady thing in Buffalo is real. I mean, James Cook has become a real significant part of that team since Joe Brady took over. And that wasn't the case prior to that. And maybe maybe there was just another you know voice that needed to be in the ear of Josh Allen. And it's bad, too bad for Ken Dorsey because he's a good coach. He's not a bad coach. He didn't get worse over the last three years. I think what ended up happening is that, you know, Josh ends up doing his own thing on the field and you got to sometimes couch these personalities and these egos and you need somebody else to sit them down and say, look, we can't make these mistakes in the red zone. And with the exception of the Miami game, their last game in which they did win, uh, where he was trying to play a little hero ball and got a little loose with the ball. For the most part, six out of the last seven games, he's been he's been the MVP of the league. Yeah, and you mentioned the Steelers. Mike Tomlin reportedly told his team yesterday that he is not going anywhere and these rumors about him taking a year off are unfounded um so we will see if that holds up well, to here's be the thing. true he's got to get a contract extension he's only got one year left that's right he's not going to be a lame duck guy and you know according to everybody well you know coach cower has always said to me that the steelers don't negotiate during the season they just don't you know they'll let him get to his last year and then they'll give him an extension i mean that's just kind of how it works but i think for a guy like Tomlin, he probably sits here and he sees all these job openings 
and he sees all these numbers that these guys are throwing around and the amount of money that they're making. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure he's paid well. I'm sure Pittsburgh pays him well. We'll never know what they're paying him because they, they don't discuss contracts, and that's the way it should be. You know, they don't have agents with loose lips, and I'm sure that Coach uh, Tomlin is telling his agent, I don't want to hear about my contract in the paper, especially in a blue-collar city like Pittsburgh. We'll keep it on the down low. We'll, we'll get an extension done. He's not going to be there for on a one-year deal. That's just not going to happen. Because if he needs to hire a new offense coordinator, he's got to make a decision about his quarterback. He's got to make a decision about his offense coordinator. He'll, he won't be able to acquire somebody that he would really like if he doesn't have a contract extension. And there's also the side of it where he might get a contract extension put in front of him and he doesn't want to sign it because he wants to be a free agent himself. And says, I'll see what's open next year, and maybe I just want to leave and go somewhere else. And this is uh, enough of this place for me, and I want to change. I mean, that could happen, too. And because, as we've seen in New England, sometimes enough is enough. Now, this was a miserable year for the New England Patriots, not so much for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they kept it together and went to the playoffs. But you know, sometimes these things get stale. I mean, the, the, the league is not the same as it was when Chuck Knoll was the coach for a thousand years and then Bill Cowher was a coach for a while. I mean, some of these places, it gets stale. There's, there's uh, patience runs out from yeah, either but I would side. Say, I, to me, following the league, knowing these teams, you know, pretty much as well as I do, like Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, are, they run the organizations the same way. Like they, they do not bow to fan pressure. They don't. I mean, they, they try to stay the course. They try to stay stable. That's why Marvin Lewis lasted, what, 16 years. You know, he was going toe-to-toe with Bill Cowher every single year, twice. And they were always going against each other. And Marvin came off of Bill Cowher's uh, staff. You know, so I, like those two organizations, they are, even though the Bengals sometimes do get laughed at. I mean, they're a very successful organization. And they have been. And they, you know... Now, if Joe Burrow could just stay healthy, they'll they'll have another 10-year run in them. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a really important year for him to stay on the field and get back into that conversation. It's got to drive him nuts that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are going up against each other in this divisional playoff round, and one of those guys is going to go to another championship game, and he's just sitting on the sideline because of this injury-riddled season that he had to deal with. And, of course, that same thing happened in his rookie season where he blew out his knee. Yeah, I kind of feel like Lamar Jackson wants to break up the the Mahomes and Allen party. You know what I mean? I feel like of he's course, a different yeah. type of player this year. Uh, you know, he, he I just kind of feel like he cannot wait to get on the field on Saturday. I, I, he's a, I'm telling you, he's been different all year long. Um, you could see it in the, in the way that he plays. Um, he has all the, all the secondary stuff that we're used to seeing, but he's so much better in the pocket and so much more accurate now. And I, I feel like he's matured. I feel like he's ready to rock and roll. Like there's expectations. He knows it. And I think he's going to live up to him. Yeah, and he's going to have a test with a young quarterback and a good offense that he's going to have his defense go up against in the Houston Texans. That'll be the first game. And with these teams that these teams on a bye, you you forget how good they are sometimes because I, I, we don't talk about them for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden they jump back on the field. We go, oh, that's right. Uh, these guys were the one seed for a reason. You know, in these coaching searches, uh, the offensive coordinator for Miami is a big guy that's getting a lot of play uh, mcdonald the defense coordinator for the ravens is getting a lot of play raheem morris the defense coordinator for the rams is getting a lot of play and you know they're all coming from that like that same group of kyle shanahan sean mcveigh all of those people 
And that that's the way the NFL is going now, especially offensively. That's why everybody believes that Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for Houston, is going to get a job. And he's going to be a head man. And, you know, the, the Panthers will probably love him to work with Bryce Young because he just got done working with C.J. Stroud, or he's in the middle of working with him. Or if you're the Titans and you want to lessen a team in your division, you take their offensive coordinator and you pair him with your young quarterback. And you see if he can do with your quarterback what he's been doing with C.J. Stroud. And he comes right out of that San Francisco 49er mold. Like he, He's going to be the next. He and Ben Johnson are going to be the next two, to me anyway, the offensive coordinators and maybe maybe Miami. Those three guys may get head jobs just simply because they're, with, they're from within that system and they know how to design and call plays, which would be very interesting to see which one of these teams can get their hands on one of those three guys. That is the formula. Find the unexpected good offense and then pluck that offensive coordinator and make him the head coach. I mean, it has happened many, many times, and that's why the Houston Texans. And also, I mean, you know, we were talking about Ben Johnson last year. This year was the first year that Bobby Slowick was, his name was was out there. But it was so good and so impressive. And if they somehow beat the Baltimore Ravens and C.J. Stroud is another one of those games and just lock it up that Bobby Slowick's going to be head coach somewhere. I, I would think so, as long as he walks in there and he has a presence about him. But then again, like, did Mike McDaniel have a presence about him? <laughs> Like no, I don't think so. No, he probably and that did came not. out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely did. We just we had just learned about him a couple of weeks prior because he gave this really funny press conference because the coordinators talk on Thursdays, and he gave one of his patented press conferences, and one of the things he said went viral, and we're like, well, look at this guy. We didn't even know this guy existed out there in San Francisco. I thought it was just Kyle Shanahan. Who the hell is this guy? And then, bang, just like that, Brian Flores is gone, and Mike McDaniel is the coach. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco is with us. There was some funny audio yesterday. I'm sure he's got all of it. What's up, Jerry? How are you, man? All right, we're brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, so we can start with that funny audio if you would like. Um, because as I, you know, kind of set the whole thing up for Al. 
in the five o'clock hour, you've got this press conference where a lot of people that probably are football fans um, kind of descend upon these press conferences because we're down to the final, what, final eight teams now as we're trying to get to the NFC Championship and AFC Championship. And so understandable that one of these TV networks probably sent out a reporter that did not know much about football. And she raised her hand. Coach, coach, I got a question for you. And this is Todd Bowles in Tampa as they're getting set to play at Ford Field in the Nice temperature, uh, controlled environment of the dome. Coach, you, you. Uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? Should you? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't. Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going into the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> we'll be inside, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for him. I do too. I think he was trying to, you know, he did nice. well. He was. I thought the underrated line in there was, "Should you play in Detroit this week?" No, no, you're playing in Detroit this week. <laughs> like, that's set. I mean, who was the reporter? I don't know. I, I my guess did she is identify herself? Something. You think she was just one of the local? Uh, like, I would think so. Kind of a news reporter, news reporter or yeah. something. Yeah, and that was her assignment for the day. And <laughs> well, it's really cold in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> not inside. Now, Al, had a, Al brought up a, uh, a really interesting thing about the ticket prices. You see the secondary market? Yeah, there's... Wow. Hey, the highest ever. It's unbelievable. The highest ever. That's well, Detroit fans are, are I know. feeling it, man. 700 bucks. And they haven't the seen it. And they think this might be the only time I'm going to see this before I die. Is there a chance? How about this? Yes. Is there any chance yeah. that the Packers can beat the 49ers? I mean, there's always yeah. a chance. And then, but you, and then if, if Detroit then beats the Bucs, then you have Detroit hosting the NFC Championship game. How crazy would that be? That would be wild for against, Detroit. Against a team who really kind of you know saved their season by winning in Detroit and kicking on Thanksgiving their ass. and kicking their ass. Yes, that's right. Well, it's interesting you bring up San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan with the media yesterday. Um, obviously, most people thought the Cowboys would win, and so he was probably locked in on other teams. When did you shift your focus to start prepping for the Packers? Started really focusing on them halfway through the second quarter. Then <laughs> they scored at the end of the second quarter, so I kind of did both at halftime. And then third quarter, I was... Set on one team. It was over. Yes. At uh, 48-16, turn out the lights. Uh, here was Matt LaFleur. You guys neutralized Micah Parsons pretty good. Can you do the same with the Niners key defenders? Yeah, I, I mean, um, I think it's just the ability to try to keep them off balance where you're running the ball efficiently and then, you know, you can drop back. We, we tried to mix up some snap counts. Certainly, uh, I don't think you'd go into that game without ever – um, not wanting to chip, chip them. Well, they certainly did, and they had guys running free in the secondary, as we know. So that game will be on Saturday night. Now, Monday, uh, boy, Bill Belichick interviewed with the Falcons, like we know. Now the Falcons met with Jim Harbaugh yesterday, so they are really moving and shaking. Uh, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, you guys discussed this. He will be back for his 18th season, according to reports, because uh, apparently he told the team and ownership that he is coming back. Uh, perhaps... He could take a pause, I guess, and, and maybe die in the offseason. Uh, you know if Tomlin wants to be back, that he will be back in Pittsburgh. The question is, does he 
want to finally, which many coaches do, take a year off and just kind of decompose a little bit. <laughs> you know, just take a year off, get in a casket, <laughs> lay in there, start to decompose, start to have your flesh rot. <laughs> and the maggots coming in and... And then all of a sudden you're a skeleton and then pop up like a zombie and take over the job again. You know, many coaches do this. This has been going on for years and years and years. It's all about decomposing. Oh, man. Yes. So that was poor Mike. And then in Philly, you gotta got to figure the Eagle fans are crazy, right? I mean, they're not happy with the way the Eagles lost to the Bucks the other night. Season's over. They were 10-1. and 1. Some callers, like caller Chuck, took it out on the host on WIP. I don't suck. I'm actually you very good at this. Nah, disagree. You sit there and you run your freaking mouth. Oh, would you mother. stop being a baby? Would you just talk about Eagles? Oh, wow. All right, Chuck, why don't you take a chill, Bill? See, I'll wow. tell you, man, this is a tough job. <laughs> you don't realize it, man. The shrapnel's coming every which way. Did that go over the air? I don't know. Because I saw on the, when I w read this story, it was like the uh, screen grab of the Odyssey app. And I, I, maybe they don't have the same situation that we have. Maybe when, because we, if it dumps on the air, it dumps on the stream. Maybe right. they don't have that there, and that's how they got it. But, oh, my Lord. And that was angry, too. That guy was angry. So you understand why Jason Kelsey Mara played this yesterday? Everybody wonders why we're so mean. Everybody <laughs> wonders why the Philadelphia Eagles are, aren't the nicest fans. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm and so is Chuck, apparently. <laughs> Chuck doesn't eat breakfast. <laughs> Holy cow. So, yeah, so there's your uh, your NFL story. Your Rangers with back-to-back -back wins. Now Schneider, back to Brzezinski. Turns for the shot. That was Sam Rosen on MSG. They would wind up winning 5-2 to two over the Kraken. Uh, Blake Wheeler would add an empty net goal. Vincent Trocek, a power play goal. And Igor Shosturkin made 29 saves. Here was Peter Laviolette on the Kako goal. We know he missed a bunch of games since late November. That was a really nice play by Mika off the rush. Like, he attacked it, pushed people back. And um, as it pushed back, I thought Cap did a good job of finding some space in the center of the ice and got the shot off quick. And it's nice to get him on the board and feeling that as well but it's good to have him back yep he's yeah, actually sure. been noticeable too you can he's 24 is noticeable he's out there with Mika and Kreider and uh it's a good thing hopefully he'll find his game and find his confidence because man we're gonna need him you know they've they've kind of you know hit the skids a little bit you know they've won two in a row and uh now they got to go on a west coast trip and they play vegas on thursday night yes so they are 28 13 and 2 right now after these 43 games they've played and the islanders meantime did lose last night in winnipeg here's a shot that sorokin could cover the rebound it's right back in front they score mason appleton at the doorstep 3-1 and 4-2 would be the final as they would add an empty net goal. Al Alan Furing on MSG with the call there. Devils and Canadians tonight. You've got the... Did you see the um, the net story about the viewership? Yes. Yeah. And by the way, I was just looking what the weather was in Winnipeg for the Islanders yeah, yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, so today it's uh, a high of 1. Okay. And a low of negative 15. Yeah. And by the way, there is another Ouch. lake effect snowstorm going on in Buffalo. So and they're expecting three feet on Thursday. And there, I, I saw where they're probably not even going to practice, right? Three feet? Yes. Yes. We did this the other day, like looking at the forecast. It was like, you know, Tuesday, three more inches of snow. Wednesday, eight more inches of snow. Thursday, another eight inches, of, which just keeps going. And then fr uh, Sunday looks beautiful, but it's going to be rough right. getting there. Beautiful. It's going to be rough <laughs> this week. No, no, no. <laughs> 
for for Buffalo, <laughs> thirty and practice. sunny. How about uh, yeah, but how about getting to practice right. for the players? Well, there was a story out there that that they uh, they're not practicing or they can't because I guess they want them off the roads. They can't get to the facility, right? I mean, I guess you could stay at the facility, I suppose, but mm. it doesn't look like they're going to be practicing. So we shall see. Uh, Knicks home for the Rockets tonight. Nets in Portland. We'll have that on the fan at nine fifty. Sixers Nuggets. There weren't many games last night, just three of them, but this was a good one between Joel Embiid, of course, and Nikola Jokic. Embiid had forty-one seven and ten, and Philly won one twenty-six one twenty-one. He was on TNT afterwards, asked about the back-to-back forty-point games. I'm just letting the game come to me. Um, but, you know, the credit goes to those guys that put me in the best position to succeed. And he has. And he, after the game, he basically said, he told Jokic, you are the best center in this game right now. It's pretty good after the way he has played. So they won last night. Uh, and then the other game of note last night uh, was the Phoenix Suns. They were well, The Kings have had it tough. Remember the coach the other night? Yes. So Phoenix is down by 22 in the Oof. fourth quarter. They finished the game on a 23-4 run. Allen holds, waits for Booker to come back and get it. He gives to Durant, right corner, it's Gordon, wide open three. He got it, and we're tied at 115. The Suns have come all the way back from down 22. And they would win 119-117. Suns radio with the call. They outscored him, as we said, by 19 over the final five minutes. Grayson Allen hit nine threes, a franchise record. Uh, A big part of that, and Kevin Durant hit the big free throws down the stretch. And also, from basketball, how about last night? You had St. John's. Now, we find out Rick Pitino is recovering from COVID, so he's not coaching the team. They go to the Rock to play Seton Hall. It's 24-24. About five minutes to go in the first half, and then the Hall just explodes. Davis against edge of four, puts it up and through. 38-24. Final two seconds of the first half, and that is it. We have played the first 20 minutes of this game here in Newark. And uh, Seton Hall finishes with a 14-0 run over the last 416. That's John Minko on St. John's John's Radio from Learfield. But they would go into the locker room. You'd think they would come out better. The Hall start the second half on a 14-0 run. And they wind up, uh, remember we were talking about Michigan State the other day, 19-0 against Rutgers? 28-0. They scored 28 straight points. Losers. Yeah, Minko just got up and left. After <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> Maybe that's why I got all Gary Cohen. Is Brandon still doing it with them? Yeah, uh, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Not, occasionally. Not okay. every game. But I believe yes. he's got four partners, Mink. Oh, really? I think so. Depending upon where they're playing, travel. Um, I think Brandon is the in, the initial guy, but if he can't because of work, then they go down the ring. Vin Parisi, I yes. think, is one of those guys who does Vin it. those games, too. Um, here Losers. <laughs> <laughs> Here was Shaheen Holloway. How did 28 nothing happen? I thought we just got you know, locked in on the defensive end. You know, I told our guys, we was seeing how the game was played early. You know, it's kind of loosey-goosey. They, you know, they go score, we score, they score. And I told them, I thought we'd get consecutive stops in a row that we could go. But I thought, you know, Dylan did an unbelievable job getting his hands involved with everything. Shaheen Holloway, would you fight that voice? <laughs> Yeah, but not the guy when I see him. Well, that's, well, that's the whole point of would <laughs> no you fight way. that voice? You'd be wrong about that one, be right? Very wrong about that one. I mean, but you hear the voice, you're like, I'd fight that guy. Yes. Then all of a sudden, you're in person, you're not fighting the guy. Correct. What do you think, Al? Would you fight that voice? Um, Yeah, probably. Would yeah. you fight that voice that you just <laughs> Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> well, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. want to beat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, T. And then the last thing I have for you, because I think that this is, we played it earlier. I think this is fake, but I'll play it. You tell me. This is a junior league hockey game, I believe. It's not the NHL or anything. 
and supposedly the puck gets deflected up towards the announcer. Here's okay. how it sounds. The rush. Holds it back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. <laughs> and that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to do it for that sequence right there. 9.25 left. I apologize if I just uh, I just damaged your eardrums there. Just It went right over the mesh, right over my head, so... Uh, I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Everyone's uh, few people look at me. I'm fine. Just I'm fine. Just do you think <sighs> that's real? Yes, I do think you it's really? real. What a wuss! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so take one in the chin, take one in the face. Be a real hockey announcer. I see. I don't, don't act like that. I need to know who this guy is. That's the know. thing. Like I need to know his personality. Like is he just a quirky guy and something like that? He thinks is funny, or is he just scared to death of everything? And he would actually have that reaction. But he even says like it was coming towards the mesh, which would tell me that he's behind. The- I don't know. Look, that can't be a hockey. He can't do it hockey anymore. What well, no, he not is like that. You can't do it. Well, but he is. <laughs> Sorry, he's off. He's fired. <laughs> You're not firing him. <laughs> yes, you I mean can. if Sam Rosen took one to the schnoz, you know he would he would be fine. Well, and we've seen John yeah, Sterling a take a baseball to the face. Oh, oh yes, we have. <laughs> and there right. was a hockey guy that got hit in the face by the puck. Right, uh, he was ringside. Yeah, one of those guys that in between the bench. Guys. Yes, okay, like Giannone or somebody. Maybe I don't know if it was one of those guys. Yeah, those guys would, you know, they'd go get stitched up right. and get right back out there. John Sterling didn't leave Let's when the get, ball get, got get him. Rid of this no, guy. John no. Sterling never leaves. He's never leaving. Anyway, no. I thought that was kind of phony, but I figured I'd let you guys be the. That guy was phony. That wasn't phony. Okay, I mean, that was a lot of screaming, man. <laughs> a lot of screaming. <laughs> Sound like, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, that reminded me of Al looking out the window at the dogs fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and you're watching this happen? Right. <laughs> Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Before we get to a couple of ratings things, I wanted to play this for you. Uh, driving in, I thought I heard something. I had Eddie pull it, and I did hear it correctly. I'd like to play it for you. And C-Mac, who does Yankee Hot Still from 4 to 5, <laughs> I actually got in the car earlier, so it was before 4 o'clock, and he was talking some Giants with a caller, and he was comparing Daniel Jones to other quarterbacks in the NFL. So here is uh, C-Mac talking some NFL. I know, crazy. Some Giants and some NFL. Daniel Jones is more in the elk of Dak Prescott. Daniel Jones is more in the elk of Tua. Daniel Jones is more in the elk of his... If everything is fine, then he can... If everything is great, he can win some games. So he's in the elk of some of these other quarterbacks. What is he trying to say? The elk? Ilk, I think is what he's trying yeah. to say. And he went with elk. Elk, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel Jones, more of the elk. He's more of an elk than Tua. Yeah. He's got to fix that one. Uh, one yeah, of those I, things where he probably, his friends are probably as bad at the English language as him. Because if he is saying elk like that on the air, that means he said in the elk around his friends and nobody has corrected him for okay. the 40 well, years that he's been on this planet. Maybe, maybe they figure that since he's a talk show host, he has a better... Wasn't rest. a talk show host his whole life. Okay. But, but he did sit across from Mike for many years. <laughs> right. Decompose. Nice. Decompose. All right. Decomposing. Uh, Mike Tom might take a year off to decompose, and then I'll come back, and it'll be fine after that. I mean, a lot of coaches decompose for a year. Just one year, and then they're back. That's all they need, just a breather, decomposition, and then they're back on the sideline. We're back. Uh, all right, so you saw some big ratings. Yes. As we expected yep. with the NFL, and the reason why this was a little bit different than your normal Super Wildcard Weekend is because we had two games on Monday. Don't normally have two games on Monday. Martin Luther King Day, most people having off. A uh, 4.30 game was a, ended up, is not what they planned, but it ended up being a, a test balloon for them well, of sorts. I mean, by accident, really, yep. when you think about it, because we would have had the Bills and the Steelers at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And because of the snowstorm and the, and the postponement and everything else moved to Monday, you know, you're wondering, okay, Monday at 4.30, you know, it's more MLK, MLK Day. What are the ratings going to be? The NBA is playing. Well, let me just tell you something. The ratings were uh, almost identical to last year, meaning like almost a 16 rating. And it was a 42 share, which is a huge number. It's a huge number. It's a playoff game. And maybe the NFL, you know, fell into something here. And maybe they'll get rid of that 1 o'clock window. On Sunday, now, you and I were looking at the calendar and everything else, and I'm not sure how the NFL is going to look at all of this stuff. Now, next year, MLK Day falls on February, I mean, on January 20th. That's right. So it's almost a full week later because the first Monday, if so Martin Luther King Day <clears throat> is always the third Monday in January. The first Monday in January this year was January 1st, which is obviously as early as you can have the first Monday in January. Next year, the first Monday in January is January 6th, so that might make MLK Day be the Monday after the divisionals, depending on exactly when the season starts. So uh, we'll have to see, but if, if there's a way for that to happen every single year, the NFL might take that opportunity to maybe even start the season a little bit later. 
You know? Yeah, because the, the season, if you look at the schedule, this year I think it started on sep- September 7th, Thursday after Labor Day. Yeah. And I think that number is September 5th next year. Okay. So, or this year, I should say. Yeah, so that so we will see. But those are massive numbers. Now, speaking of the numbers that came out, Jimmy Traina, our friend from uh, SI, Long Island guy, uh, he was just putting calculating things of what Peacock said. This is what they said they had. So let's just assume that they were right in the, what they put out, which Al doesn't believe because it's coming from NBC and they're the only ones privy to that information. But even if we were to believe fake news, Al, what Peacock put out compared to what the other games were, that 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 game being on Peacock probably lost ten million viewers. That's what Jimmy Trainer says. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, and that's assuming that the numbers that Peacock and NBC put out were correct and not fudged. Ten million. So it could be even more than that. Hmm. So I mean, that is. I, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, hard to say. All I know is that in CBS, this is a it's a big number. It's a good number. <clears throat> it's the number that we would want. It's the number that the NFL would want. Yeah. And you know, it's. Uh, I think it's 93 out of the top 100 TV shows have all been rated as NFL games, live this, NFL games. And this is why everybody's trying to get a piece of it. And you wonder why Amazon pays a billion. You wonder why Peacock and NBC are involved. You wonder why ESPN, ABC. I mean, it's because everybody wants a piece of it. So they their network can be the one that's at the top of the list when it comes to most watched stuff because you sell commercials so on and so forth and you would expect with all this ratings bonanza that we've seen in this nfl season that the super bowl this year hopefully we get a great matchup is going to break records as well you would like to think so but the you know the interesting thing is that you know like i said peacock spent 110 million for that one standalone game yep on super wild card weekend cbs had bought it in previous years you know we didn't throw it on streaming and you didn't have to buy a you know, some sort of package. We just put it on TV, and right. obviously the sales team went and sold it. Um, but once Peacock said, you know, we, we'll buy it for $110 million, CBS like, you know, we're out. <laughs> yeah. It's and ridiculous. I mean, when you think about the rights fees that Fox and NBC and CBS all pay to the NFL on top of Prime, on top of ABC and ESPN and everything else, I mean, you know, they the NFL is is figured out a way to basically chop it all up and make as much possible money as they can. I think the success of the Peacock game isn't so much of how many people watched it. It's how many people keep their subscriptions past the game, you know? So you have to buy for a month. So how many people canceled their subscriptions and are not going to pay the February five ninety nine or six ninety nine, whatever it is? That's really the judge, is how many new subscribers did they get that continue the subscription? Let me ask you this question. What was it, like five ninety nine for the yeah, first yeah. month? So what I want to know is how many people actually signed up and spent the five ninety nine. Now, of course, you want to talk about longevity and how many people stay with it, but how about just the initial five ninety nine? Yeah, right. I'd like to know what that actual number is and how that equates to the hundred and ten million that they spent promoting this whole thing. Absolutely, and then the, what they really want is to hook you and keep you, which I don't think a lot of people will do. Regina in Sayville, what's going on, Regina? Hey guys, love this show, big big fan. What's Thanks, going Regina, on? What's up? Uh, well, you were talking about would you fight the guy with that little bit of a high pitched voice? Yeah. What about the guy with the hockey, the hockey announcer? I think oh, I'll definitely fight that guy. 
you have to just fake a punch with no mesh around him. He's down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right, Regina. And uh, I, I don't even know if I want to fight that guy because that screaming is something I wouldn't be able to take if he was screaming as I was pounding his head in. By the way, I saw one of these videos. I, I started following this like fight videos X account. And there was a, a guy outside of a supermarket who was like doing this like fake punch thing to get people to like flinch. Yeah. He thought it was funny. And then he did it to the wrong guy. And that guy turned around and knocked the dude out so bad that he was laying on the sidewalk snoring. That's how bad he got knocked out. I was like, that's what you get. That's what you get for being a douche. I'm going to sit out there and go, oh, how funny this is. Oh, you flinch, you flinch, you flinch. Whap! I'm not messing around. And his friend was like filming it because yes. they thought it was so funny that people were flinching. So then this guy's just pounding the dude on the ground. And the guy with the, his friend with the camera's like, stop, come on, stop it. Punch that guy with the camera. Dude, yeah, he should have gone after him, too. You know, so may maybe that guy saw other people. It happened to other people. I don't and think so, because the way he flinched, he flinched, like, for real, okay. and then turned around and wasn't having it. So he he didn't just go up to the guy and start beating on him. Like, he was walking about his day. The guy does the fake punches. Guy flinches, and then he turns around and goes, you know, what is this? And then, and then the guy was out snoring. That's how bad he got knocked out. He was like, <laughs> unbelievable. Any, any idea who the guy was who actually beat the guy up? No. no was no. he a cop? Was he a fireman? No, he's just a guy was walking around a strip mall. Yeah, that's all he was. Just a guy. I mean, you know. Guy you, going about his day. You've heard the stories of when guys are out there and they're fighting and they end up fighting an MMA guy. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. That's that. Like you're at a bar and you're all amped up. And no, everything. I don't think this was an MMA guy. I just think this was the wrong dude to do that to. That's what it was. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Quick break. Sportsman will come right back right after this. Should I be worried about the accounts that you're following? I don't know. I mean, this is it's entertaining. Just gave us some content, so no. no I know. I, I know you like the golf accounts, but I didn't realize that you like the fighting accounts. Hi, Brewer and Geo, coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Apparently, the Atlanta Falcons are a desirable enough job for both Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh to go there and interview with Arthur Blank in the first couple of interviews that they have done. I think it was the first one that Belichick did and the second one that Jim Harbaugh did. I know that Arthur Blank is respected. They've got a wonderful stadium down there. We saw that with that Super Bowl down in Atlanta. Well, they've got some good young players, but they don't have a quarterback. And if both Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh wanted to coach the Atlanta Falcons and I were Arthur Blank, I would go with Jim Harbaugh over Bill Belichick. And I know that Harbaugh has not been in the NFL for a number of years now. But when he was, he was a pretty damn good coach. And he probably would have stayed there if he didn't have that horrible relationship with Trent Baalke, which is something that you do have to pay attention to if you're hiring Jim Harbaugh. But you know, Belichick... I, I, I do. He's the greatest coach I've ever seen. I don't think Tom Brady is Tom Brady without Bill Belichick. I don't think Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick without Tom Brady. They needed each other. Robert Kraft needed to be the great owner. All of that needed to happen. And I don't know who was the most responsible. I think all of it had to happen at once. But the facts are the facts, man. Like he, he had some miserable seasons. No real players on the roster the last couple of years, especially offensively. And he hired two of the biggest buffoons to run his offense last year that screwed that team completely up. And I think kind of bled into this year as well. 
Two guys that don't even have an offensive background. So that scares me a little bit about Belichick, where I think that Jim Harbaugh is ready for this challenge, fresh off a national championship. I think he's got more energy. I just, I don't know, Harbaugh would excite me more if I were an owner, especially a fan, uh, than Bill Belichick. If you were a Harbaugh, what team would you want? The L.A. Chargers or the Atlanta Falcons? I'd go. Both, team, both buildings are open. And what I mean by open, I'm talking about GMs and everything else. Yeah. Now, there are more people down there in Atlanta, like Rich McKay, that I don't know his relationship with Bill Belichick. I don't know any of that. And, you know, Rich, uh, I guess, can be prickly, as they say. And he's very much involved in a lot of things within the NFL. Sure. So I, I, I just I don't know about that potential relationship or that of Harbaugh and Rich McKay, for that matter. So I don't know. I don't even know if Rich McKay is insulated in that building. And I don't know if Rich McKay is saying to Arthur Blank, you know, these are two guys. Here they are. I would take this one over that one. And these are the reasons for that. So. Again, you just don't know the building that somebody like either one of these guys is walking into. Yeah, and if I were Jim Harbaugh, I probably would take the Chargers job, even though I don't love that organization because they're sharing a building and it's really not their building and they're just, they are just don't have a fan base in L.A. They should have never left San Diego. But from a football standpoint, if you win, you win. And with those wins comes better things for the organization and they've got a quarterback in place that... Jim Harbaugh could make, you know, even more elite than he already is. No, it's amazing. I kind of feel like Justin Herbert is this generation's Phil Rivers. Like, he's behind Manning. He's behind Brady, just like Rivers was. Behind and, and behind Big Ben. You know, because you have Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Burrow. Yeah. And then what? And then, I guess, him, Herbert? Yeah, because he doesn't, you don't really see him in the postseason. And when he was, you know, they blew that big lead to the Jaguars last year. I mean, great player, don't get me wrong, but I, I, at this point, he is, he's not as successful, nearly as successful as the other guys that I just mentioned in the AFC. Right. That's why you feel like you put him with a better coach because Brandon Staley would just seemed like the worst for the last couple of years. And everybody was saying it. You put him with the right coach, you know, great things should happen, but. Yeah, I guess I'm a little surprised. And where are the Falcons, where are they drafting this year? Uh, eighth or ninth, I okay. think. Something like that. So they do have a chance for... I say Michael Penix. Yeah, so they're, yeah, they are eighth. I mean, I'm just surprised that both Harbaugh and Belichick would be that interested that they'd be running there to, to interview with well, Arthur Well, I think Blank, what you right? have to do is you have to, number one, if an NFL owner calls you, no matter how kooky or how lunatic uh, fringe they are, you have to go and take the interview. And I'm... You know, the Atlanta job is, like I told you, Arthur Blank is highly respected. Everybody likes him. He's not a guy that's going to get involved in every little decision. And he wants to win. He definitely wants to win, and he will spend the money. And they do have a good young roster. It's one of the reasons why both Harbaugh and uh, Belichick probably went down there, out of respect for Arthur Blank and because of what they see on the roster, the players that they see on the roster. And I'm also not hiring Bill Belichick if I don't have a great quarterback in place already. If I don't have the guy that I think is the future, I, I don't think I can have Bill Belichick as the head coach because I just saw what happened when he doesn't have a good quarterback. And they were terrible. I mean, you're talking about Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi playing some of the worst football we had seen this past year. So Belichick with Herbert, fine. You know, Belichick with, uh, let's see, another one of these jobs that are open. I mean, not a lot of them have a, a quarterback in place. That's why the jobs are open. That's why these teams uh, don't win. Uh, like Vegas would not be a. I don't think that would be a great spot for him either. No. It's. I, don't know, it's I, I, I. You know, to me, it's it's Atlanta right now. Yeah. 
Because there's probably some sort of, you know, look, they beat the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. Right. You know, they, they came back on them and beat them. So that's a whole other thing. That's why I was asking Matt Ryan on Sunday when we were doing our NFL Today show on Sunday. And by the way, the repeat of the uh, of the AFC Championship game between the Bengals and the, and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs outrated everything else that was on TV. How many people do you think were watching that game thinking it was this year? I, I don't know. Hopefully none. But I'm no, sure I'm telling probably- you there had to be. A ton of them. Maybe, well, that, as Eddie said, maybe a, that Tampa reporter down there had, asked Todd Bowles about the weather in Detroit. But we had the thing, um, we had the uh, the Chiron up on the screen that said, you know, pre-recorded, you know, last year. Yeah, but you know how stupid people are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know, but but what's amazing is the rating was, was higher than everything else that was going on. Yeah. <laughs> is that nuts? That is nuts. But yeah. that, that was a great game, though, last year. That was a great game. That's why you got to hope that Buffalo, Kansas City on Sunday night is going to be just as good. And by the way, you know, speaking of, of Belichick and where he could go, those two jobs that still could be open, those would be great well, places Dallas, for him. Dallas, you could see that, right? Dallas and Philadelphia. Those two places, I think Bill Belichick comes in and gets those teams right back to where they want to be. But some of these other landing spots, like, I, I, I don't know. It feels like Belichick to the Falcons would fail. It just feels like that to me. Just a weird place for him to be roaming it around is, the sideline. It, you know, it is. But, again, it's football. And it's not like you're, they're going out to Buckhead and partying. It's it's going to be all football all the time. No, I'm not talking about like the and That's the, the one city. thing I would say. Like, for, for an owner, like I want to make sure the guy I got is going to not only be leader of men, but is actually going to show up every single day. And not go Steve, uh, see Steven Seagal movies in the middle of the day. You know, I, I want a guy that's going to be committed to his craft. Who and that's going to be there. Steven Seagal movies in the middle of the day? What? You lost me on this one. Steven Seagal movies in the middle of the day. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm worried about it now that you just I mean, threw that, it out that there. That was dude. like he was buddies with Richie Kotite. He would end up going to, to a movie every now and again during the week. Go see that. Oh, okay. Supposedly. Oh, okay. I got you. Now I'm I'm, I'm following you. Steven Seagal. Is he still alive? Yeah. Sure oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. What's he doing didn't, these days? Didn't we have him on as a guest, I think? We did, yeah. <laughs> and what was that in regards to? <laughs> was he pushing a movie sure or something? some movie coming out. <laughs> Wait, what? He, right now, Steven Seagal is a special representative for Russia-U.S. cultural links? What? We have cultural links with the Russians. So over there in Brighton Beach, where is he? <laughs> you know how old Steven Seagal is now? Uh, I would say about 75. 71. 71, okay. Yeah, 71. Probably in pretty good shape, you would think? Yeah, it looks, yeah. looks pretty good. Yeah. Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> I hadn't thought about him in a long time, man. Uh, all right, let's go to Nick, who's out in Patchogue. What's going on, Nick? Hey, what's up, Boomer and Gio? First time, long time. All right, nice, Nick. Nick, Nick what's, what's happening, brother? Yeah, I just I wanted to talk to you guys about this Peacock playoff game that all the NFL fans are like crying about. Uh, I'm a fan of an English Premier League soccer team, and to, if I want to watch all my team's games in one year, I have to have Peacock, I have to have ESPN Plus, I have to have cable. If they made the Champions League that year, I have to have Paramount Plus. And then there's some games that no matter what you have, you can't watch a game. Sounds like the NHL. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Nick, there is a difference though, and, and you're and if you love the teams, you're going to find them and you're going to watch them. But there is a difference between you know NFL football in this country and Premier League soccer in this country, and people have yeah, grown to expect the playoff games to be on regular television because that that's what we've done for the for our entire lives. Uh, but yeah, and it, well, it, go ahead. Counterpoint to that: there, there's also a rule in England. So if you're say. Uh, there's an England game, the Premier League game on at three o'clock. They don't show it at all on TV. So if you're in, if the Jets were playing at three o'clock, and I wouldn't be able to watch, you wouldn't be able to watch it here because they want you to go to the stadium. So it's a little different. But it's like this like, old blackout rule you stuff. Still can't watch it. Yeah, the blackout mm. rule. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's just silly, Nick. I mean, and by the way, like if you're a someone like me who roots for a, a football team that doesn't play in the local market, I got to pay for all their regular season games to watch them too on YouTube. Yeah, and it used yeah. to be uh, Direct TV. Yeah. I used to have to get Direct TV to be able to watch the team. A Direct TV and that uh, and NFL Sunday ticket is what made Direct TV. Absolutely, and now that they lost it, it's the one of the worst products on earth. Oh, it sucks with the worst customer service you could possibly imagine. Man, that that thing. Forget oh. it. See ya, Turd City. Jamie in Connecticut. What's going on, Jamie? Hey, Geo Boomer. How's it going? All right, Jamie. What's happening? I just wanted to tell you that I was one of those stupid people on Sunday. I was watching the game, watched the full first half, had a couple of Casamigos at lunch, and didn't even realize it. And then it took my wife to tell me, uh, this isn't a real game. Um, so, yeah, I was one of those guys. And I saw Burrow. I was like, how did Burrow get healthy so fast? Did he, like, train with Aaron Rodgers? Or what the hell happened? Well, didn't, you, didn't you know the game was supposed to be the Bills and the Steelers? You didn't know that? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't, I didn't real like I, I. They had too much to Casamigos because you guys, but yeah, I, yeah. I, okay. I was, All just, right. I was sitting there and enjoying it, and you know what? My wife's like, "This isn't on right now." Yeah, so, Jamie, I, I yeah. give you a lot of credit for calling up and admitting that, <laughs> and I love the fact that you were drinking the Casamigos. But I'm telling you that he's not the only one, and there's a lot of people that are not going to have the stones to call up and admit it on WFAN like Jamie did. But there was probably there's probably a lot. Probably more than you I think. I mean, you know, we did a full-on NFL Today. That's right. So if you're watching NFL Today, there we were, and we were doing our thing. And then the next thing you know, we, we're doing this replay of this game. And then we're also doing cut-ins in the game. Yeah, I, mean, I think we could... did four cut-ins into the game. I mean, idiots can't handle that, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much for them to process. You already gave him Peacock the night before. I couldn't figure that out. Then you put a game on regular TV. It's from last year. What are you gonna? You can't count on these people to figure that out. You know, it's like what CBS does. Like if it's raining at the Masters or something. Yeah, and they don't they don't have alternate programming. They'll put on last year's round. Yeah, and then sometimes you're watching that and they're going, "Damn, I think I already saw this." Because mm-hmm. you did right, exactly. <laughs> if you didn't know what was going on, uh, Jimmy in Valley Stream. What's going on, Jimmy? Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, my question was, how many of uh, these annoying Swifties you think are going to make the trek to Buffalo next week? You know, I don't think any. I mean, I, I did the Swifties show up at the stadium in Kansas City just to see her in the box? I didn't think. I just think more people were watching to see what she was doing. I don't think a lot of the her fans are actually flocking to the game to get a gander of her in person. Right. If they do, they should probably have a restraining order against them. But I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think any this week. I mean, you think she's going to the game this week? I mean, she she does live here. She lives right around the block. Well, it's just probably one of her many 
domiciles. You know what I'm saying? Okay. No, but she's here, here all the lot. time. She's here a lot. You know that. Yeah. I mean, I, she's been with Travis in Kansas City, I think, since before Christmas. Did you see Travis's new house? I did. Why would yes. you buy a house in Kansas City for mm-hmm. like $8 million? Now, that would be akin to buying something here for like $25 million. Yeah. That, that, but why would you buy it in Kansas City? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, the resale value is not going to be great on that, right? And what was the, the whole dancing thing going on with them? I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. During the game. I don't want to know. I saw somebody tweet that out when they were swaying back and forth yes. and dancing and says, this makes me hate being a human. And I agreed with that Why 100%. Because I mean, it's, it's just so cheesy. It's just I, I, the it was, cheesiest I know it's cheese whiz. I get it, but you know what? It just brings <clears throat> it's the whole new world. Look, She looks beautiful in that jacket that she's wearing that Kyle Juszczyk's, uh wife made for them. Mm-hmm. Man, she could pull it off. That's for sure. I hope she's in Buffalo, and I hope the Bills win by 30. And I hope they show her. The entire time. <laughs> That's what I hope. Have her, have her in a little camera, put a little Taylor cam in the top right corner, and have the Bills win 30 nothing. They showed her showing up at the game and the Dolphins getting ready to go out on the field. Yeah. You see that? That's a good way of distracting the fellas. The fellas. <laughs> <laughs> and by the yeah, way, Mike, sure. I told you that Buffalo, uh, that Buffalo Stadium has one tunnel in and one tunnel out. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. That's where you get some little skirmishes there, you know? Yes. Uh, let's go to Matt, who's down in Florida. What's going on, Matt? Hey, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Good, Matt. What's up? No, nothing much. Listen, Boomer Boomer hit on a point that I that just drives me nuts, especially being a New Yorker living living down here. All, the, all you hear about from these commissioners, and you can pick whatever sport you want, doesn't really matter, the four big ones, is how important it is to grow the game, right? They want more kids playing the game. They want to grow the in, in the inner cities. They want, you know, their stars to be represented and everything like that. But then if, you want, if you're a fan of these teams, like for me down here, I have to take out a second mortgage just to pay for all the channels to watch my team. If they're not, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like these blackout rules are ridiculous. If I can't watch the Yankees on Yes, then they're on Prime. If they're not on Prime, they're on Apple TV. If I don't have Apple TV, they're on MLB TV. Like, it just completely contradicts what they're saying about growing the game. It needs to be available for everybody. Everybody should have the right to watch these games. If it's so important to these guys, then they need to make it available. That's all I got. You guys kill it every morning. I love you. Well, thanks, man. I um, That's a great point. It is. The NFL chooses to take the big cash from the networks even if it freezes out a portion of their audience and availability to them to everybody isn't as important as the big checks from the network and they've decided to run their business that way so you can you know someone from the nfl could counter that and say listen man we're we're killing it so much we're not going to lose that many viewers this is the future the money that we are getting uh, from these networks is 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 making players happier. It's making owners happier. I'm Roger Goodell. I got to make money for the owners. I can do that. But yeah, the fan the fan gets screwed. In you know the a guy like Matt, as he admittedly said, he's getting screwed by this type of thinking. Fair, I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, it's fair for yes, it's 100 percent fair. But we we. We live in America. I know. It's it's capitalism at its finest. 100%. Yeah. Supply and demand. What he's also saying, though, he feels like it's hypocritical to say growing the game. Well, they do grow the game because they do they do support uh, flag football in inner city schools all throughout the country. 
and they do pay for that. There's a thing called USA Football that they fund. Yeah. And they try to get the players to do more within inner city communities and poor communities. It doesn't matter what color the communities are. They want to be involved in those communities via flag football. And that costs a lot of money. And they don't play 60, that whole thing. That whole thing, yeah. you know, all of that stuff is a part of their, you know, growing the game aspect. Not It's not just the game itself on TV. It's having kids actually play football as opposed to playing video games. Our buddy Chris and Hal joins us this morning. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Hey, Boomer, when, when I hear you talk so glowingly about Taylor Swift, I kind of get the feeling you're doing it, like, tongue-in-cheek just to, like, annoy everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Am I annoying you with my takes on Taylor Swift, man? I mean, I don't know. I'm like a a 45 year old construction worker. Everyone I know can't stand her, but when I hear you talk about her, it's like God, it's like a love affair you have. Yeah, I know. I got to go against the grain a little bit here. I got to tell you, I, I am I'm enamored uh, by the whole thing. I can't, you know, he's just I can't jealous get of, of my relationship with Dua Lipa. Right, he's got he, Dua Lipa. Needs, I got, I got, you know, Taylor Swift. He, need, he needed one of those. He needed a, a celebrity crush like I have with Dua Lipa, who, by the way, is on the cover of Rolling Stone, which is a very uh, still a cool thing, right. no matter what year it is. So she's uh, on any, the any word from Karen Carson and the crew as to when she's coming in? No, nothing. I mean, we got our yeah. thousand presents ordered, yeah, or whatever it was. Not a thing. Not one peep from them. All of a sudden, they're gone. Like, you know, very know. quiet. And every day, she's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Cover Rolling Stone. And all of a sudden, I don't need Odyssey New York. Right. I don't need any of that. I'm good. Got a strike now. Now's the time, Johnny Minge. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Man, all hell's breaking loose around here, man. Yep. Oh, my God. All right, Boomer and Gio. <laughs> Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So during the last segment, not a lot shocks Al. And I can confirm that. Like, even yesterday, we got news, and Al just sort of took it like a little bit of a... Not, not even any reaction. He's like, oh, okay. So, and I, and I see... Last segment through the glass, like Al is like, ooh, wow. So I'm going, what the hell is that? So I go into the control room because I've got crippling anxiety when things are happening. (laughs) So I go in there and say, what's going on? What happened? I need to know what happened. Is everything okay? He goes, Jerry had to leave. He's sick. Oh, God. And he's getting the chills and he feels like he's a mistake. I I apologize. He's getting the chills and he feels like he's going to throw up and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is not a good situation. Oh, I look out in the newsroom and see who's around. And we got Billy Jock alone out there. Oh, Billy. (laughs) I didn't want to pressure him into doing it because it's a tough spot because he didn't know. He knew like two minutes ago that he'd be able to he'd be jumping in here and doing it. But Jerry has the scripts written. 
and and Billy knows how to work the program. So Billy's going to get a shot here. Yeah, but the amazing thing is, is you came in here and you cleaned up the entire studio. Well, I don't. If Jerry is like does have a stomach virus, it could be something else. But if he does, <laughs> yeah. See, there I am, right yeah. there, Dude, cleaning you're, it. Like you're using this stuff, and I mean. Billy was choking over here when well, he sat down. Listen, it's better that him choking on the disinfectant than him getting the neurovirus. What is Trust this stuff? Me. I don't even know what this stuff is. I don't is. know. Al had it in the office, so it's, it's probably... great value. It doesn't even have a name to it. It's just was... It's <laughs> I bought that back when um, everything was sold out in stores. And oh, I had okay. to get like generic brand stuff. <laughs> This is like an off-brand, like yeah, off-branch. Yep. I mean, it works. I mean, the bleach works, right, Billy? Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> god, yes. <laughs> Man. Yeah, you had to walk out of the studio. But this uh, ought to be good. Do you know how to play cuts? I do. Oh, what? Right. He's a five-two player. I five told you. Five-two player, Billy Jackalone, baby. All this right. is just a very. This is a very. Uh, you know. Uh, like I didn't expect this at all today. No, you I know. know. No, no. But listen, it's I, okay. Neither did we. I'm, we're not going to make fun of you. Whatever you do is great. It's just, we, we figured, hell, we got this segment, this Jerry segment. He's got the scripts written. There's guys out here that would love to get a shot on the air. Why not have a little fun with and it? The, the, the one other thing, I, just, I do want to ask Al this, because Al keeps like tabs of these kind of things. Between Jerry and CeeLo getting sick, I mean, what, what like number is this? It's, you know, it, it's, it's up It's there. never ending. Dude, we're, mu- we're not much better. Wait I mean, a minute, timeout. Like, I've been hacking up green mucus for like three weeks. Every, everybody in the entire tri-state is going through something. Like I yeah. went through COVID. I've had a, a running right nostril for whatever reason. But I'm just like, Jerry and CeeLo are always freaking sick. <laughs> Allie, our makeup artist, has got her eyes like... <laughs> eyes shut <laughs> with like goo. <laughs> I don't even know uh, what happened. Yeah, last week she's like, I think I have eye COVID. <laughs> you were like, what? Eye COVID? <laughs> I know she can barely open her eyes. Uh, just like, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> she, she had glasses on yesterday. I'm like, yeah. what are those for? So we don't see actually what they're. They actually magnified the, the eyes. I know it, it oh, looked even goodness. worse. Right. Uh, so anyway, all right, Billy. So let's. Uh, he has the seven thirty written. He's got all the cuts in there. So uh, so go for it. This Your Billy- balls blue. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, sponsorship too, there, Billy. I believe, right? But that's for next hour. Oh, that's We're for next okay. hour. So no, this nothing hour. this hour. Not, nothing. This all right. Sorry about that. Just making sure. All right, Billy Jock alone with an update. All right. So we're going to see. All right. So Saturday, four thirty, guys. The Texans and Ravens open the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. You're not the only one dealing with the conditions. The other team, they're dealing with the conditions as well. So it's no excuse. No matter what the weather is, where we have to go, like man, you have to be excited about the opportunity to play. Saturday night. The- Who was that? That was D'Amico Ryan's going outside for this game. Okay. Going outside for this game right, in Baltimore, which, yeah. Yes. Right, which is okay. funny because someone actually asked him that, and he was like, that was right. Baltimore might be cold and gross, where they asked Todd Bowles what Detroit was going to be like, and he was like, we playing indoors, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what uh, else, Billy? Saturday night, the Packers face the 49ers. I think everybody's really prepared and excited to play. Lamar's ready to go. The guys are this ready is- to go. Uh, they've worked hard for this like John, 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 That's okay. Yeah. It's all right. And, so he probably uh, has multiple uh, cuts there for the first game. game. You know, against such a worthy opponent. I'm going in order of what they have here. Yeah, yeah I know. Of what we have we know, here. We know, we so, know. Just, I've fun. never seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. I don't, whatever you do, don't take a big deep breath because you might end up passing out. <laughs> It, already, I just, I, it smells like I'm in a uh, like a public pool. Right, right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
bleach everywhere. <laughs> yeah, all right. So you don't have to play every cut in there. If you just want to, like, you know, talk all about right. the game, whatever, hit a cut, whatever you want to do, it's fine. All right, well, well, I'm going to, I want to try to provide the best update possible. Exactly. <laughs> this is why we brought you in here, man. All right, Sunday at 3, the Lions host the Bucks. Tampa lost in week 6 to Detroit 20-6. to six. Uh, no, I just went right to film. That's Lamar Jackson. Uh, the first time we played him. Um, and just watch film from throughout the season who they, you know, from other opponents um, the Texas have played. All right. Right All right, that's good. All right, so we're close. All right, so okay, we're getting closer to the game that you're talking about. <laughs> Jerry do this because obviously Billy's just reading and hitting the cuts that are in that order. Well, I mean, I, Jerry I, must have his own. Like, well, I, I said to Billy because he goes, well, where's the script? I go, Jerry just kind of does it off the top of his head and knows what cuts he has. <laughs> yeah, so good luck with that. We got Where CeeLo types out every word. Oh, that's what we need. Like even moving to game two, like he'll right. write out everything. Right, right, right. Moving right along All was right. the thing he actually put in his script. I think what I would do is I would just I would put the cuts in order of when I'm going to use them. Right. That would be a good idea. That would be <laughs> that would probably be what anybody would do. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. All right, Billy. What else? All right. So Sunday night it's the Chiefs and Bills. We're a different team. Man. <laughs> 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 so we got a stronger form. What did Todd Bowles so, have right, to say about still that piecing game? Piecing it together, but we're, we're happy with where we're at. Let's just stop with the cuts, maybe. <laughs> See, this is perfect, Billy. This is exactly what we were looking on for. On Monday, yeah. the Falcons interviewed Bill Belichick. Tuesday, they met with Jim Harbaugh. All right. I say your emotions are all over the place. You know, it's it's uh, it's moving on from a very, very historic uh, partnership and amazing, amazing uh, That's John Schneider level of success about and achievement. <laughs> That's what that, that is. Pete and uh, myself are extremely proud of. I would have never known that. Good job with yes, that one. Yes, so yeah. That so was that really was the GM of the Seattle Seahawks talking about separating from Pete Carroll. Yes. Well, that's what that's what the last thing is here. John Schneider meets with the media. Well, we just had that. Okay, there we, we go. Just meant, do you have anything about the Rangers uh, winning last night against the Seattle Kraken in there? Um, I, think, I think if you go to like the left-hand column there, I think it'll have like 7.30 hockey, maybe 6.30 hockey, anything like, or NBA. He had like NFL. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, the Rangers... The Rangers beat the Kraken 5-2. Yes. Who was that that scored? That was Sam Rosen on MSG. And who was that that scored? Capo Caco, right? Oh, it was Capo Caco, right? Oh, there you go. Okay. But, yeah. All I'm right. Good. With that. Okay, good. <laughs> By the way, Billy Jockalone is one of the 37,000 people that watch the Nets games. That's, uh, <laughs> right. Those numbers were out there for uh, for yes. They're down now because they don't have any, you know, right. they're, they're all gone, those guys. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was like cut in half. Was it something like 87,000 now to whatever? But all right, uh, Billy, any, anything else? You have some NBA. You might have some NBA in there. I know Let's you're a see. huge NBA guy. We love the NBA. Yes, you you love the NBA. Maybe there's the the Sixers last night with the Nuggets and Embiid and Jokic. It could be something. Well, now we're, we're, now we're moving on a national scale. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. He might have an NBA tab in there. If he doesn't, that's totally fine. You don't have to worry about it. People can go to. It's see. all it's all it's all combined. There's there's a there's a Steve Bomber cut. So let's see what he <laughs> oh, has Steve Bomber, you have this... to follow us on Instagram. You got to buy a jersey. You have to have been a season ticket holder. Three or four different things you can pick from, but you're not going to sit there if you're not really on our team. And that's the big wall. 
That's okay. the guy I want owning my team, by the way. Damn right. That guy is locked in, and he's talking about the new building that he's building for the Clippers out in L.A. Absolutely. And that's going to be a fantastic building, by the way. Yeah, that guy is awesome. He's passionate, and uh, you're right. If you're a player or a coach, you like to work for that guy. And he's not, like, impetuous and nuts either, like David Tepper. He seems to, no, he's even though he's energetic, he's, he's into he's it. He's totally into it, 100%. All right, so Billy, I'm going to ask you this. Yes, you're. You're. I know you're busy out there. You're doing other things. Would you like to take the next almost hour to put something together to do this at eight thirty, where you have a little better chance to to get through it now that you've seen this Jerry Recco cut burly system? Sure. Okay. Good. All right. Very good. Because we we would like that. I will. We would like that. All right. Let's just go to Jerry. Jerry's in the car on the way home. Jerry, how you feeling? I've been better. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm hoping I make it home in time. Well, so what happened, man? I don't know. I was putting everything together, and I stood up, and I felt lightheaded, and my stomach felt very queasy, and I started freezing. I don't know. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. I'm what telling you, man, it's probably neurovirus. Like, that day that I drove in here and ended up puking in the garbage pail, That's oh. I, I was shivering. Remember? I was driving and shivering, and then Boomer gave me a, a blanket. And I was wrapped in a blanket, and then all of a sudden I started puking and then had to go home. What, what are the chances that you're going to poop yourself on the way home? Um, 50-50. 50-50. Like, was will, the last you pull time? Over, will you pull over at the Vince Lombardi Service Center and go? I am never pulling over there. Oh, okay. When was the last time you crapped your pants? Jerry? Yeah. When was the last time you pooped your pants? Never. Never in your life? No, not, I mean, aside from being a baby, no, never. Wow. I'm kind of like Boomer. I've got very good control, usually. Man. That's right. Now, do you have any um, any advice for Billy uh, Jocalone, who's sitting in for you doing your updates now? Yeah, so I did, I did, <laughs> I did just hear some stuff. Yeah. If he pulls up the file, so like, for instance, 730 football, the cuts are on top, and the time of the cuts align with the clip that I write in underneath as he said at 4.30 Saturday, the Ravens play the Texans. There would have been two clips there labeled, one D'Amico Ryan and one underneath it, John Harbaugh and then Lamar Jackson. And the slug tells you what to say. Do you see that, Billy? You. Billy could hear you uh, right now. He's looking at the computer trying see. to figure this out. It's not going very well. I know. I, I did catch that. I only yeah. see 7.30. All right. Okay, I mean, there's, there should be three of them for 7.30. You've got NFL, you've got the hockey, and you've got... Um, the St. John's Seton Hall game, and there you go. There goes off. There goes off. Brand Jerry. <laughs> no iPhone. No iPhone. There that you damn go. Cricket Wireless. What's got going on? I hit you guys just fine. <laughs> uh, well, we just now. lost you, but now you're back. Okay. I am back. So All right. So that's how it works. It shouldn't be that hard, but I understand. Walking in blind is not easy. Yeah, no, it's not easy at all. So Billy said that he'd like to put something together for the next hour. So if you don't mind, Jerry, and you're feeling okay enough, maybe talk to Billy off the air. I'll, I don't know if you guys have each other's numbers, and then maybe he can just put something uh, put something together, and we'll give him a shot with a little bit of preparation as well. But I think he did yeah. great blind. Yeah. Yeah, I told fun. him 30 seconds before he came in the studio. He did a tremendous job. Tell him to call me when he gets out. All right, perfect. Jerry, feel better, man. Yeah, thanks. Jesus, Jerry. If it's that norovirus, man, I hate that thing. If I get that thing, I am. You're going to. You get it every year. 
Every single year you get that norovirus. You Every gotta... year I've been with you on Boomer and Geo, in the winter you get the norovirus. And then when I was talking to Mike Norseth out in Arizona last year, he goes, as long as I've known Boomer, he gets the stomach virus every winter. <laughs> I was like, you've known him forever. Yes. So you're getting it. It's just a matter of when. You could make a case that Jerry giving it to you now and building your immunity up for Super Bowl week would be a good thing. Can I got the Paley Center event tonight. Ooh. I'm shooting a, a commercial with Phil Sims tomorrow on the Caveman. Oh, really? Yeah. The Geico Caveman. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then I got to do the world's greatest Super Bowl commercials coming up. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this is not a good time. This either. is not a good time. And I just got over COVID. Yeah, I'm hoping do that he not doesn't want to get sick again. Is there any chance it's not the neurovirus? Because it sounds to me like it's the neurovirus. That's I mean, exactly I what happened to me. Exactly. Like but I he, just... he, did, he, didn't up, he didn't throw up, did he, Al? He, no. He's just feeling like he's going to throw up. Which is what I was feeling like when yeah, I was but you driving throw up. and then I ended up throwing up. He could end up throwing up, too. That's the thing. Diarrhea. <laughs> Everything's diarrhea. Very good. All right, Billy. You have Jerry's number? I do. All right. I do. We'll go uh, talk to Jerry before. Oh, Billy. And yeah, we will, before uh, he gets really sick. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll see you in a little bit. Probably about uh, figure 825, right? Sounds All right. good. All right, thanks, Billy. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live at the Build Ford Tough Studio. Explosive diarrhea. Oh, oh. Jerry Recco driving home with uh, what could quite possibly be the neurovirus. Five-tool player Billy Jockalone out in the newsroom, stepping up, reading Jerry's script. And this is the type of this is the type of teamwork that we love to see here it's at WFA. It's a family at WFA. It is a piece of <laughs> Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco on his way home. He, we think he may have the neurovirus. He's shivering and feels like he's going to throw ah! up. That's not a good thing. So we're we're hoping that he doesn't have it because going through that's terrible, and we certainly don't want it ourselves. Because last year, Boomer had it out in Arizona. I came in here and puked in a garbage pail. Right in your ass. Total disaster. Now, speaking of uh, viruses, I see this this morning in the uh, New York Post. Now what? Chinese lab crafts oh. mutant COVID-19 strain with 100% kill streak in humanized mice. Surprisingly rapid death. Chinese scientists are experimenting with a mutant COVID-19 strain. That China. That has a 100% kill streak in humanized mice. You China. It's an election year, right? <laughs> Why in the hell would you do this? I don't know. Ask Dr. Fauci. He'll tell you. Why would you do this? Yeah. Uh, the deadly virus is a mutated version of GX2017, a coronavirus cousin that was reportedly discovered in Malaysian pangolins in 2017. Just let the pangolins handle it. Who are the why, pangolins? Why it? Who's the pangolin? It's an animal. Uh, is, really? Yeah. I'd never even heard of a pangolin. Eddie doesn't even know what a pangolin is. No idea. Maybe it's some sort of primate. Do you mean, do you mean penguin? No. <laughs> no. No. Do you Ooh. mean elk? Yeah. Wow. What a weird ass animal. Yes. And and basically I do believe that these animals are for sale to eat. It says at the markets. It says pangolins, the most trafficked mammal you've never heard of. They look like it looks like an looks armadillo. Like an yeah, yeah, it looks like an anteater. Yeah, yeah anteater and an armadillo put together. Or like a artichoke with a head. All right, so the last time 
we had a conversation like this. Yeah. It was prior to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in 2020. Yeah. It was right around this time, 2020, we talked about this. <clears throat> Remember we had Gunner on? And yeah. You guys were all talking about, you know, traveling with me to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then you showed up at Teterboro with your masks on. That's right. Your KN95 masks. Another year you had neurovirus. Right. Yep. Do you remember that? I, of course I remember it. Right. And then we go to the Super Bowl. We had a great time. Was that the Atlanta Super Bowl? No, no, it was Miami. 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 We had there for three days. Great dinner that oh, you yeah. paid for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And I remember you, you were on the beach with your jeans on. That's right. Me and Al. Right. You, you did your your impression thing or your chameleon thing when you were on the boat with yeah, the guy. Accent, accent chameleon. Accent yes. chameleon Did we thing? get that dessert yet? <laughs> No, but but the last thing we weren't sitting right next to the road. I feel like I'm having deja vu. Yeah. So how about this? Uh, In the days before their deaths, the mice had quickly lost weight, exhibited a hunched posture, and moved extremely sluggishly. Sounds like me on a normal day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Most eerie of all, their eyes turned completely white the day before they died. Oh Uh, come on! Just sort of like Allie. Maybe this thing's already out there. Yeah. Let's see. Well, Francois Ballou, an epidemiology expert at the University College London's Genetics Institute. Oh, here we go again. Slam the research is terrible yes. and scientifically totally pointless. So that's the other side of this. Unless you're trying to kill some people. I mean, this is, I mean, God. Like I said, it's an election year. Something's coming. <laughs> you know it. I know it. Everybody else out there knows it. All right. Quickly, Greg in New Jersey. What's going on, Greg? Hey, guys, good morning. What's up, I man? Can, I, I'm telling you, I'm not a medical professional. I'm a teacher, and here's what happens on a delayed opening on the Garden State Parkway. It's puke talk here on WSA. <laughs> I can guarantee you. That's right. I guarantee you Jerry has a neurovirus. As soon as you say, like, body aches and shivering, I'll tell you real quick as I can. Two weeks before Christmas, my girlfriend had her Christmas party at work. She brings home food. Chicken franchise, sauces and peppers, Caesar salad. I eat it. Two hours later, I can feel in my left abdomen there's undigested food. And I start getting body aches. I start getting chills like there's no tomorrow. I'm on the toilet, have diarrhea. The chemical spell from the diarrhea is what made me grab the wastebasket while on the toilet and I puked my guts up, and out came the salad like a... Oh, come on! I mean, like, we all have our own norovirus <laughs> stories, but, I mean, that's a little graphic. So, Jerry driving home listening to that, that's what you got to look forward to, man. Oh! Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is um, we've had this discussion three years ago. I know, or four years ago now. I, well, it's every it's every year now, man. Yeah, but it's four years ago. Oh, I'm almost to the day. I bet you if you go back and you look this up when we had Gunner on here, yeah, yeah. and then you asked him about the CDC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and then he had a call <laughs> back. Uh-uh. <laughs> Funny, man. I'm sorry, Jerry. Oh, I'm getting sick now. Listen to this. I love you, Jerry. Poor love Jerry. You. Poor Jerry. And maybe it's something else. Let's hold out. Maybe it's something else. Ah! Oh! <laughs> All right. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network.
All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live. Bill Ford, tough studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I've got more bad news for Jerry Recco. I mean, one thing he already knew, the other one he didn't, as Jerry, we believe, has been stricken with the norovirus and had to go home. He hasn't thrown up yet, but he did get the chills and got nauseous, which is a telltale sign, especially this time of year with that virus being everywhere. Uh, absolute worst nightmare spot for uh, for anybody. I mean, the puking and the crapping, and just it only knocked you out to a point where you were like, had to get an IV. Uh, I just, it's it's the worst. But anyway, two things. One, that was amazing. When I had that, my daughter went like right into like medical emergency mode. That's great. Next thing I know, I got people knocking at my door at the hotel room. and It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you got to get the IV doc. Y- yes, absolutely. And it, and it allowed you to get right back and right on the saddle the next day. Yes. Uh, so the first thing is Rutgers basketball plays tonight. <laughs> So, uh, Chris Carlin, wherever he may be, get ready, big fella. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're getting a phone call. Because uh, go f- yourself. <laughs> I don't think okay. Jerry's going to make it tonight. Uh, maybe it's just a little thing. Who knows? I'll, be, I'll think positive for Jerry. Uh, crap bowl. <laughs> and the other, the other thing he doesn't know that's not a good thing for Jerry this morning is he brought to us that sound of the junior hockey announcement. <laughs> yeah, that kid from, uh, we found out that is from Nova Scotia. I think this game was played in. Yeah. Yeah. What else did you find out about him? Found out that he was a, uh, a broadcaster who was uh, basically doing it for free. Volunteer. A volunteer broadcaster. And yeah. uh, he does have some sort of disability. We're not sure what the disability is. Jerry brought that to us. My mistake. I I apologize. And now I feel I feel terrible. I, me too. I mean, he didn't. I want to personally apologize. Same to here. This young man. Same here. Uh, and uh, I didn't know. We we none of us knew. Jerry thought it was a bit. He asked us, "Do you think this is a bit?" Didn't cross my mind. And that's that why that could have been a thing. Sometimes you know we get callers. We're not really sure. You don't bring it up. You don't. You I've don't learned really that the hard it. way, dude. This sucks. Yeah. Well, he put us in a very difficult situation. Really bad. So maybe this norovirus thing is a little karma. <laughs> you know, Jerry loves karma discussion. He's well. all about the karma. Oh my goodness! Did you see the? Uh, well, you did. I, I would imagine I sent you guys an Instagram thing about. Yes. <laughs> you know what's funny is like we all end up on the same algorithms. About a month ago, I sent Jerry that same exact. <laughs> Yep, because I thought of him, and it was basically a woman talking about how in a hundred years we're all going to be uh, dust, essentially, and other people will be living in our houses and all of this stuff that is a harsh reality for those who contemplate their mortality. And and uh, Boomer saw this on Instagram, sent it to Jerry, and Jerry said, this this woman has stolen my stuff. Right, well, that was the Jerry Recco mantra. Yeah. I mean, to a T, like... You talk about plagiarism. You know how plagiarism is big in the world today? Yeah, Harvard. For whatever, yeah. I mean, um, I felt like this woman was talking Jerry's language. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. But the the point of the thing was positive in the sense, like, don't worry about the little things because it's pointless. Yeah, but Jerry's never positive. That's the thing. I don't know about that. Somewhere, someone's dying right now. (laughs) That's my favorite one. Eventually, we're each going to die. 
The sun will explode. The universe will collapse. Existence is not only temporary. Quite frankly, it's pointless. We're all doomed. And worse, nothing matters. <laughs> I mean, that that's years. That's years ago. Yeah. And I this know. woman is like, you know, trending. Well, or whatever. It's not exactly an original thought. You know, we're I all just here. That, but you put and it- one day we're all not. And the world's going to keep spinning and we'll be forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, all true. And the, and the, it's like Confucius. And the real, uh, the real crime of it is, you know, while we're here in this pointless existence, we've got to steal, uh, deal with stuff like the norovirus and poop and puke and all that. And Jerry's thinking, this is just, this, I might as well just be What the hell is after this life? Not a damn thing or worm food. Worm food. Okay. <laughs> as time goes on, we're forgotten. I will say that when I did have it in Arizona, I, wa- I just wanted to be dead. Was, I just wanted to be over with, man. It was so, it was painful. It was nonstop and it was bad. Yeah, I mean, the, the sickest, it's crazy you think like that because I bet you at some point, well, hopefully, I don't even know how to put this, but when you get that sick, right, it does cross your mind. Like, I, I don't, I can't live like this for very long. So it makes me think, like, there, there are people at the end of their lives are just in so much pain from whatever they want. They're like, I just got to die. You know, and that's why that whole Dr. Kevorkian thing was what it was. You know, it's like if people are in pain, they don't want to live any longer. Like they want to, they want out. And that well, became a very, very crazy discussion. As we're we nothing more than right. a cat that gets hit by a car or the bug we step on. Jesus. They're living beings that are dead and they're gone. <laughs> Mr. Cat Norovirus hit himself. By a car. <laughs> cat gets hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his voice inflection there tremendous but, but i know what you're saying like the, like at the the worst of the neurovirus where you're like you're there's nothing left in your stomach but you're still vomiting bile up and then you go back into your bed and you can't even watch tv because you're so sick and you got a fever and you're like spinning and you're just like what i can't i can't do this yeah can't do this anymore. that's how i felt that's why i had to call you guys that morning yeah, and when you have children that have it, that's even worse. Like, like I'll, you, you deal with it whenever you get when you're an adult. <clears throat> it sucks. You get over it. You're fine. But the kids, like the look on their face when it hits them, like Summer had it when she was like two, and she's just like walking around having a good time, and all of a sudden, whoa, bleh, and they just puke all over themselves because <laughs> they don't have the wherewithal to go to the toilet or get a bucket or anything, and just yeah. wherever they are. Puke's coming out. Yep. You know? And or if they're something. sleeping in the middle of the night in the crib, and then she's just like, oh, bleh, and I'll go back to sleep, then and I wake up, and I got puke in my hair. And then somebody's got to clean it up. Exactly. That's the that's the, the worst part about it. Like, you, as an adult, you figure it out. But you know what? You were very father-like, because when Jerry let us know that he was feeling the way he did, what what's the first thing you did? You got the cleaning solution. You were over here cleaning this whole thing. I was. I didn't want anybody to get it. That's just that's not father like. That was the selfish. I don't want anybody to get it. Right. I want you to get it. I don't want to get it. I want Billy Jock alone to get it. I don't want any of that stuff. You gotta do the handles on the door and everything too. By the way, did you uh you ever see the hockey players who use the smelling salts? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Baker that, Mayfield did that. Um That's what that's what I we felt like when you were doing this in here. I actually I used that when I was having a lot of trouble like being drowsy driving home. I actually got smelling salts for a while. You did? Yeah, I was using them on my way home. <laughs> it works. I stopped doing it because I was like, this probably is not a good thing for me. 
And then I just I figured out a way now. It's a better way of not drowsy and driving home anymore. But I, I used to crack those smelling salts. and You know what you should do? Like before you tee off with your buddies, crack one of those bad babies. Watch how they react to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's supposed to really help and get you going right away. I mean, Baker Mayfield, as you saw, he was just, as he was walking out of the tunnel, he was he was doing it. But and this is the other thing that people say is the the Cialis and the Viagra for the for the golf game. That's what that's we we had all those conversations. Yes, Al's disinfecting the handles right now too. Where's Yousef when you need him? <sighs> yeah, I feel like Yousef doesn't get sick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's always walking around here with a big smile on his face. He's never sick. Disinfecting stuff. He's a disinfector. Um, but anyway, yeah. So smelling salts. Yeah, and Viagra and Viagra. Okay. Boners. That's good. That's going to help your golf game. Apparently. That's what everybody says. Does it help you focus? Is that what it is? Uh, apparently, it's like an Adderall, is what people say. So it helps you focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It locks you in. I would think that you'd be focusing on something else. Huge bones. <laughs> but everybody, me too. That was my initial reaction. But everybody I talked to about it was like, no, like you're. Because you're in an environment where you're focused on the golf and you want to play right, well, that's not, not in your mind. Not, you're not aroused. <laughs> this right. is boner time. <laughs> right, it's not boner time. Okay. So, but then if you're in a situation where I feel it all in one, what would happen? <laughs> that I don't know. But everybody says that only until you see, like, like for example, if it just so happened there was like a to some behind you that were like two female golfers. Yeah, in that's short skirts. Yeah. You're like, can we play through? And next thing you know, wow. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> if you're just playing golf and you're around a bunch of guys named Dale, you know, then you're fine. It's oh, not yeah, going to happen. It's bonerific. <laughs> All right. So, I, but again, you did, nev- you did not try it. I have not year. yet. No, I have not. I have not. Don't, don't, do, don't do it in the simulator. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna do that. No, no. Maybe out in Vegas where I got to focus out there. Maybe that's that'll be the time to do and it. You're gonna be with me. Yeah, I will be. <laughs> that's right. I will be with you. By the way, I like the when I went up there and and played the last time. Like, my, it takes my body a while to adjust to that elevation. Yeah, the elevation. Yeah, that's yeah. like it's strange. I get like tingly a little bit and a little bit light, and then a couple minutes I I adjust to it. But it takes it Altitude. takes some time. Altitude. Yeah. What what is the height of that place? Was it like six? Is it about six thousand feet? Yeah, uh, no, it's not six thousand. No, because it's. It, I don't think it's as high as Denver. Because Denver is a mile high. No, no, it's got to be like. I don't and know. That's five thousand two hundred and eighty, right? I'll have to look it up some other time. But it's no, it's up there. You, you, you's in the mountains, man. You are up there. Uh, you think Billy Jock alone is going to deliver a better update? I think so. I think he's been out there practicing and working, and you know how he is, and he's dedicated. So I expect. Big things here. He's out there popping Viagras and smelling salts. Um, <laughs> I got to switch to something serious for a second because uh, this story came out. Now it's picking up uh, more um, steam, if you will, more outlets reporting it. That uh, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay back in December was found unresponsive in his bed and was cold to the touch. And the first responders had to Narcan him. And Narcan is the drug that when people overdose on opioids, it's used a lot with uh, heroin overdoses. When that happens, they give Narcan shot, bang, brings them back to life. So he has spent some time in the hospital recently. This story comes out. It's it's really, really sad because it was just in 
November that he did a real sports interview talking about his sobriety and talking about another time he had OD'd and how he's in a great place now. It was only a few short weeks after that, reportedly, that this had happened. So it's a uh, addiction is just a horrible, horrible disease. A lot of people struggle with it, and Jim Irsay apparently still struggling with it. And we're happy that he was able to to come back to life. But those are, I mean, that's that's scary, scary stuff. Well, it sounds like a, a relapse. Is yeah. what it sounds like. And you know, he last couple of years, a lot of strange things going on out there. I don't know, you know. Kind of witnessed up close and personal some of the stuff, not not of him, but of some of the decision making and the erratic behavior. Yeah, I know, and it's tough to say. Like I don't know when he had been sober for how long, and then if this was his first relapse or he was, I don't know. But I what I do know is that he's gotten an, another chance again. But if they had to administer Narcan, yeah, that's what leads you. <clears throat> To the assumption that it's a relapse. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I don't want to talk out of a out of turn or or I don't I'm not an expert when it comes to this stuff, but I do think when you've had those addiction issues and take those men, that many pills to get to you know being high because your body adjusts to it. I mean, sometimes someone like Jim Ursave has had a problem in the past, will take like a full bottle of pills, won't even like feel anything. And the next thing you know, your body's shutting down because the tolerance that is built up of years and years and years of abusing opioids, you don't even realize how much is in you. And there's some people that end up doing that because they want to kill themselves. I don't know if that's the case either. Um, but a uh, sad story, and he gets, uh, gets another opportunity at this. Mike in Oceanside, what's going on, Mike? I just want to please, can I please be a fly on the wall? When yeah. you're packing Viagra in your bag, going to Vegas, telling your wife it's for golf. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't think about that, Mike, yeah. actually. I didn't think about that. We've been talking about it since the, the summer, about this whole Viagra golf situation. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Better hope that is true. Act doesn't show up. <laughs> Take me to your boner. <laughs> Jesus, Jerry, not even here. Uh, it's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Uh, Billy Jockalone gets another shot at the update coming up as Jerry has gone home with something. And we're hoping it's not the neurovirus, ah! but it probably is. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So far, no breaking coaching news, but I did feel like today was going to be one of those days <clears throat> where we get a lot of news. Like, we find out what the future of Nick Sirianni, we find out the future of Mike McCarthy, we find out where Bill Belichick might be going. So, we are waiting, we are refreshing uh, X, but nothing so far this morning. Uh, if you're just joining us and you think, all right, I'll pop on Boomer and Geo to get the Jerry Recco 825 update. Uh, Jerry Recco had to go home ill. He was getting the chills and got nauseous. So we're oh! ho hoping it's not the neurovirus. Probably is the neurovirus. And we're hoping that he does not pass it along to us. Now, I did come in here not knowing that I was going to throw up and did. Hit me quick. Had to throw up in the garbage pail here. I'm sure that there is footage of that from CBS Sports Network because they capture everything that they will never play. I'd be fine if they played it, but they probably won't put that on the air. Um, but I puked in the garbage bell right here. 
And no one else got sick after that. So that is that is something that... Silver lining. There's a silver lining here. If Jerry does have the neurovirus, maybe he doesn't pass it along to all of us. So instead of just foregoing the updates, we said, hell, we got people out in the newsroom. We got hardworking people here that maybe want a shot to be on the air. Uh, Billy Jock alone has been in the Boomer and Geo family for a number of years. Oh, Billy. So we figured, hey, Billy, you want a shot here? He said, sure. So he jumped in at 725, didn't know anything about Jerry's script, and we had some fun with that. Now he's had a little bit of time to prep. Uh, now, Billy, you put your mic on there, and uh, you talked to you talk to Jerry. I did. I did, yes. And you feel a little bit confident about what's going on here? I, there's, more of, there's more of a game plan, yeah. More of a game plan. And I don't blame you for not having a game plan last time. I, I called you 30 seconds before we came back from break, and you came in here and you did it. Give you a lot of credit for that. Uh, so here we go. This is your your second chance at it. Billy Jockalone in for Jerry Recco, who surprisingly went home. And you got some sponsors there, Billy. We Look do, we do. This report is brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Guys, in the NFL, it was Todd Bowles who was asked who was asked how the Bucks are going to prepare for their game against the Lions indoors. Coach, you, you. Uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> I don't um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> going under the thing. <laughs> 20 seconds going under the thing. They got a dome. And it's not like they just got a dome. They've been playing in the dome for, like, five decades, haven't they? Yeah, they played in the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've been in a dome right. for a long time. A long, long time. It's one of those things where it's their first year in a brand new dome, and then someone's just like, ah, oh, that's right, I forgot. And the Lions have been indoors forever. I mean, hell, you watch any Thanksgiving game, you know that. And this well, person had to be no, no idea. No clue about football or, or anything. All right, Billy, what else? Well, I admit, she does now, I guess, right? She, no, she has to, to now. Yeah. Uh, she probably felt... A little awkward yesterday, I would imagine. Is her name out there? I'm sure somebody found her name. I'm sure somebody did crush the poor woman. Right. What else you got, Billy? So in in San Francisco, the 49ers are preparing to take on the Packers. Started really focusing on them halfway through the second quarter. <laughs> then they scored at the end of the second quarter, so I kind of did both at halftime. And then third quarter, I was set on one team. Then it was Matt LaFleur. Right, so you're going to do this... Good now because it's going to be Matt Lafleur talking. But you got to tell us who we're hearing from. You know what I mean? Like that was Kyle Shanahan. It right? was. It was Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, but you didn't tell us. I that. did not. Okay. Okay. That was Kyle Shanahan discussing the focus is now shift to the Packers. Okay. All right. Now what do we have? Now we have Matt Lafleur. How do you neutralize Micah Parsons? Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's just the ability to try to keep them off balance, where you're running the ball efficiently and then. You know, you can drop back. We, we tried to mix up some snap counts. Certainly, uh, I don't think you'd go into that game without ever um, not wanting to chip, chip them. So what they were, are you they were, for in football, Billy? 
I like the Jets. Oh, you're a Jet fan. I do okay. like the Jets, yes. Um, so, so Matt LaFleur was talking about how they handled Micah Parsons or were they trying to get ready for Nick Bosa? That's what it was. How they handled Micah Parsons. Yeah, how Can they you do that? Can you do how that they... against the 49ers? Oh, okay. That's what it was. <clears throat> yeah, so there's still some... Some slippage here, but you don't. Know, <laughs> I was just trying to. I, I, it's fine. We're figuring it out. Right. That I'm just. We're just trying to help it along. That's all. Uh, on Monday, the Falcons interviewed Bill Belichick for their head coaching opening. Tuesday, they met with Jim Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin will reportedly be back with the Steelers for his 18th season. I don't have cuts for that. Okay. Okay. All right. Very That's good. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> is fine. Uh, if, as a Jets fan, would you want any of those guys to be coaching the Jets over Robert Sala? Uh, I honestly, with I think it just remains on. Uh, it, we have to wait to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so he's just so that's really. I mean, you're you really, how you love Aaron Rodgers. You so got to have Aaron Rodgers. Kind of, you kind of stuck, right? Yeah, Basically, did you look forward to Aaron Rodgers on uh, the McAfee show? Um, no. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of Jet fans did Okay. <laughs> There's all sorts of controversy uh, generally every week. All right, Billy, what else is going on in sports? All right, so the Rangers last night beat the Kraken 5-2. To that was Sam Rose on an MSG, Capo Caco with the goal. The Jets beat the Islanders 4-2. And Neil Neil Poink with a power play goal. Pionk. Pionk. Poink. I like Poink better, like Billy. Poink. Yeah, you know what? Stick with Poink. Poink. All right. Neil Poink <laughs> with a power play goal. And over in, and over in the NBA, it was the 76ers over the Nuggets, 126-121. Joel Embiid had 41 points, 7 rebounds, a 10 assists, while Tyrese Maxey added 25. All right. Very good. So that's the update from Billy Jacalone. You know, there was one time... Because I can claim that I have done just about every job. A, a tape op, board op, producer, anchor one time. I was an anchor one time and then talk show host here. And I was with Adam the Bull on like a holiday. It was Adam the Bull was hosting and I did updates. And I like stayed in there to, to you know be like a secondhand man or whatever. Adam the Bull's sidecar. And I remember I hated doing updates. I didn't like it. Because I, I felt like I couldn't have as much personality. Now, Jerry does it great. Does an amazing job with that. But I always felt like you got you stick to the news. You don't have as much fun. Well, you got one more, Billy. And, uh, you know, you're going to let it loose and let it rip when you're in here. Uh, you know, well, after. if he wants to. No, I think he should be. You want to do another one? Well, like, I, I got, mean, at 9 o'clock? We got to complete the day, no? All yes, right, fine, exactly. good. That's what I like. Be aggressive. That's right. And also, you have to do Moment of the Day as well, which is a sponsored thing. So you're going to have to figure that out with, with Eddie and Al. As Eddie is getting his diabetes medication ready. This is where we're at here with this show. <laughs> Eddie's getting his insulin. Jerry's on his way home with the neurovirus. Boomer just got over COVID. Billy Jockalone's doing his first update ever. This is where we're at. Anything wrong with you, Al? I'm uh, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good? Yeah. Pretty good. That's pretty something you want to do, Billy? Would you want to do updates at some point? Would you want to be on the air? Are you just cool being... Being Billy Jock alone out there. No, I mean we gotta. I mean, but definitely would want to move past. Uh, not that no disrespect to the minutes or anything, but right. You know, you know, smart, smart. Move uh, while while I like doing them. You know, while you know, th there's always you got to keep the mind open. 
You have to keep the have mind open. Have to keep the mind open. And in your, uh, um, not defense, but um, a compliment to you is when you are out with the minutes, stuff happens. Stuff happens. Bad I, stuff either happens. That, you, I think what you do, and you probably don't do this consciously, you make it so that whoever's going to replace you, it's very difficult to do what you do. <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I think you make it tough on those kids. Like what Jerry did to Billy for the update. Yeah, just like what J- Jerry did for you. Little. Like Jerry did it, does it his way, and he does it a way that nobody else can do it. Right, just like Eddie. He labels all the drops in Mandarin, and no one has any idea what the hell anything is. Because someone's going to come in and not be as good at it. you got to protect yourself. Well, I understand that, and that's that's why you are who you are, and that's why you're good at what uh, you do. I mean, to be fair, though, it's a, it's it's... Really, it's a thirty-second piece of audio. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, it's really not that. You'd, you'd be amazed at how many people can screw that up. But I don't try to make it difficult on them, though. I like those kids. Yeah, they're cheaper and younger than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way the business works, right? Yes. Yeah, that one poor kid had a rough day. We played that one that oh, that 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 old one from last week. And yeah, he had the wrong one came in the back queue and, and everything. Played the and wrong, uh, put the he wrong said it was, and, you know, music and this, underneath it. Oof. And I felt bad for him because he's from this generation now and it's always somebody else's fault that some, something went wrong somewhere else. I, it's not me. My mom said I was good. You know, he did take responsibility, though. He came back in later on and he did. Yeah, he did eventually take responsibility. The last time we had you in here, Billy, you were on some of the dating apps and stuff. How was that? No, uh, we're not. We're not doing those anymore. No more dating no, apps. No, we're no more of that. All no right. more of that. So, how do you meet somebody these days if you're a single guy? If you're not on the dating apps, you're just out at bars. Yeah, and stuff? you just gotta go. You know, whatever, man. You just gotta live your life. Yeah, and just hopefully something you come across yeah. somebody like like if it was 1975, something like that, yeah, or man. through a friend of a friend. No phones, nothing. I was always miserable in those icebreaker spots when I was a single guy. If I got you in front of me. Like, it was like a predetermined date situation. I'd be great at that. Because I'm like, you're already here. Now you're here. But, like, the icebreaker spot, terrible. Awful. Couldn't, couldn't, so it couldn't work unless you, knew, line, the, unless you knew the person. Well, not so much knew the person, but let's say it was, like, set up. Like, oh, this is my oh, friend okay, who's okay. single. This would be great. And then you go out on a date. Like, All right, I got you here. Bang. I could give you the personality. You're going to give me a little time. But if it was just like I got 15 seconds to get you to pay attention to me, oh, miserable. Terrible. I, I mean, I would just flub all over myself, nervous. I'd play all the wrong cuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and look at how it turned out for you. Yeah, it turned out great. Yes. Um, but uh, but that was another one where, so with, with Gina, she was listening to my radio show on the way home. So when I asked her out, she kind of knew what was going on. It was like one of well, those That's what things. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you had that in your back pocket. I had that in the back pocket. Yeah. But before I was on the air, a little bit harder, you know? Right. Yep. I'm screening phone calls for Tony Page. Not as attractive as exactly. a thing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really listening to you guys at that point in time in your life where you can have an impact on some very good-looking young lady. That is correct. That would say, wow, that guy sounds interesting. 100%. Yeah. Right. Are you good at icebreakers, Billy? No. Yeah, no, it's tough, right? Yeah, it's because you don't know the person. Like, it what do you get? You know, you know, how, how do you be you funny? Know, give your personality man. in like ten seconds. I, I got, I got a foolproof thing for you if you want. <clears throat> you want what do you got? <laughs> Just tell them that you're the quarterback of the football team. Seemed to work for me. <laughs> Billy, a little bit shorter. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't, oh. know if, I don't know how that would. You think it's unbelievable? Give it a shot. See what happens. Like a point guard, maybe. Yeah, maybe a point guard. 
a jockey. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. See, you got a great personality. I've heard, thank you. I've, yes. I've heard. I've heard a jockey before. Uh, you know what? Right? That's good, Billy. That's good. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I, I'm good on that. You should. That would. Be, I wonder if being a famous jockey could get you laid. Do you think that could? Well, no. I mean, I, I, I think what we do is we, like, when Belmont opens, well, it's actually, they're working on it. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, we yeah. got to take him up to Saratoga with right. our buddy Lee. Yeah, yeah, Sit yeah. him in the big box, shorter guy in the big box with Lee and everybody sure, else. Sure, yeah, yeah. People are going to think that you could possibly be maybe a famous retired jockey. That would be great. You, you won a triple crown on the yes. back of Seattle Slough. Something like that. You never know. You rode American Pharaoh. Because, I mean, a lot of the women there have no idea about that stuff, right? I mean, so you could you could say that you won the Triple Crown on American Pharaoh. And then if we're there with our buddy Lee Einstein, who's a real horse guy, and he says that just to help you out, then they'll totally oh, believe God. it. Next thing you know. You're next to him. You're in Saratoga. You're good to go. Going to pound town with some woman <laughs> in a funny hat. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Had optional, though. Had optional. <laughs> let's uh <clears throat> let's go to Les in Rockland County. What's going on, Les? Hey Gio, you were just talking about how you met your wife and it's a great story, but like thinking about Evan Roberts, like there's no way that that guy would ever find a significant other if he wasn't on the radio. <laughs> I mean, what, what's what's his pickup line? Like he's talking about his like his fantasy sports uh team or the Nets. Uh, there's no chance. So thank God that that guy's on the radio and is enabled put together a nice family right and even with that he's forced to house his (laughs) (laughs) in-laws exactly like he's wearing the pants um but you're right i mean he would be a little bit tough but there's someone for everyone you know maybe there's there would he would have met somebody who was into the nets more than his current if we had let's say six inches Mm -hmm. or dare i say seven inches or maybe we're going crazy we're going eight inches But yes, he would be. He'd probably be in a different situation. Yes, just just a little bit of a different situation. Anyway, Bill, you're doing a great job, man. Thank and you. I, and I am happy that you stepped up. Masturbation is normal, right? <laughs> 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 and we will see you uh, right after nine twenty, and uh, we'll have. Well, that'll be the culmination, right? Third time's the charm. The big thing, yeah, the big reveal for moment of the day as well. Right. You'll also have that. Which you're going to have to ask. You're probably going to have to ask some questions about how we do that whole thing. But not that, not difficult. It will be fine. But uh, yes, we build up to this. First one was what it was. Second one, like better, 50 times better. better. Yes. Third one's going to be great. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Been all over the place today, of course, like we normally are. And we'll talk some more about the landing spots for head coaches again coming up at the in the nine o'clock hour. And uh, right before he came back on the air, Boomer said these goddamn pangolins. <laughs> I mean, and it made me laugh <laughs> because we were talking about that earlier about how these pangolins are in these wet markets and COVID. China, and China, China vagina. Yes, she had a cat named Vagina. In China. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I've, I just felt like uh, it was deja vu all over again. We were just sitting here, and four years ago, we, we kind of were talking about what you read this morning out of the Post. Yeah, that's right. Well, hopefully nothing comes That's what it hit Seattle, and it was hitting Milan. 
at the time. I don't Let's not even. I don't, I don't know, man. It's a, I'm telling you, it is a, it is an election year, man. Something is happening. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's this. I don't know if it's the fact that everybody is sick all the time now. I don't know what it is. We were given a gift from China. Her cat was named Vagina. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Uh, Her cat was named Vagina. Yes. Uh, Ernie out in California. What's going on, Ernie? Hey, guys. How you doing this morning? Ernie, what's Good, happening, man? What's brother? Up? Uh, basically, when Gio was talking about uh, smelling salts, it uh, kills brain cells. Does it? Yes, that explains I a lot about a Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a uh, a reformed smelling salt sniffer? Uh, way back in the seventies. <laughs> okay, just to like wake up, or I mean, did, what else did you do? Or were you like snorting it like uh, cocaine? No, I kind of like just wanted to wake up and be alert and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of like, in that sense, I kind of veered off it. And I said, you know what, this is no good. And I read a book uh, by uh, Rick Hines, the backup bulltender, and uh, Tom Woodcock, the St. Louis Blues trainer, told Rick Hines that uh, smelling salts killed Smelling salts kills brain cells because uh, Brian Sutter and Bernie Federico were doing that way back in the 70s. Wow. That's a lot of names there, including Tom Woodcock. Did I, did I, did I, did I hear you say Bernie Federico? Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, listen, I didn't do it for that long. Uh, it was just like a week or two that I was using those smelling salts, but... Uh, if it killed some brain cells, it killed some brain cells. I've done a lot of stuff yeah, along you know, the way in these 41 years. I probably have killed some brain cells. I see my son-in-law doing a lot of it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, all the hockey players do it, yeah. Man, you got to yeah, watch well, out. Well, that, that's what I, what, what I read in that book, so it was very interesting. Uh, it was uh, by Rick Hines. He was a backup goaltender way back in the 80s. I remember that Ooh. name. What's the, what was the uh, trainer's name? Uh, Tom Woodcock. All right, so it's Tom Woodcock, so look that up. I'm not putting that into Google, man. <laughs> you know what's going to come out of there? <laughs> I don't know. Well, thank you. I uh, uh, appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. You better be careful with your smelling salts. I haven't done that in like two years. I've okay. done it for like a week. So, I'm, I mean, I'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. Tom Woodcock. Tom Woodcock. Seal the deal. Is that one word? Yeah. Yes. It's not like a hyphen. A hyphenated word? All these hyphenated. hyphenated last name? <laughs> That'd be pretty bad. My last name's Wood, and I'm married a cock. <laughs> this is unbelievable. What if there was a sign that said, beware of this cock? I would not uh, go there. You wouldn't go anywhere near it, would, would you? I would not. Tom Woodcock trainer? I mean, there yes. seems to be a lot of Tom Woodcocks around, which is really unfortunate for these men. Uh, Tom Woodcock trainer. How Tommy, many, how many uh, Woodcocks are in the white pages? Huh? <laughs> 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 Uh, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Woodcock passed away 2022, oh. became the first NHL trainer to organize his experience and expertise into a book when he published Hockey from the Ice Up. So there you go. There was also a, an Australian racehorse trainer named Tommy Woodcock. There are 214 Woodcocks just in the New York white pages. Cock strong. Wow. How many? Two fourteen. Two fourteen. Wow, Anthony Woodcock, Charles Woodcock. <laughs> yeah, that's a 
mean, that is. What's would you rather be a woodcock or a dingleberry or a schmuck <laughs> or a schmuck? Which one would you take? Because those are all real names that are in the white page. I, I, I would take woodcock. You would take woodcock? Yes. Come on. I don't want to be known as a dingleberry or a schmuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, schmuck is, is probably the Let me the explain word. something to you. Going into an NFL locker room with the last name schmuck, there's no way. There's just no way. Well, dingleberry and woodcock would be much better. You know? Yeah. All right, I'll add another one in there. Lipshits. Woodcock, Lipshits. Dingleberry schmuck. Yeah, um, I'm still I'm still going with the the woodcock. Still going with the woodcock. Yeah. All right. What about you, Al? Would you go with woodcock? Yeah, I think I'd go woodcock as well. Yeah. The, now I'm thinking about the way you put it. It's tough. I was trying to think like when you're at like checking into a hotel and they go, "What's your last name?" Like if you have to go schmuck. That's <laughs> right. I mean, how about you sitting there waiting to see if you can get an upgrade for an airline, and you're sitting there and there's like you know. Al Schmuck. people there. <laughs> Al Schmuck to the desk. Al Schmuck to the desk. Passenger Al Schmuck. <laughs> Johnny Woodcock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And then Johnny Woodcock kind of strolls up there like, wow, that sucks for that guy. Yeah. Schmuck is your last name. Bernie Dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I was like, Al, look at the white page. There was a Dingleberry in there, and there was a couple. couple, yes. Uh, Rob in New Jersey. What's going on, Rob? Hey guys, so I don't really care about the coaching carousel, but but Billy caught my ear there. It seems like he needs a good old fashioned wingman, and I like you, Gio, was not a great icebreaker, but I was lucky enough to have some friends who were. Yeah, so it becomes a good cop, bad cop thing. Yeah, for sure, I know what you're talking about. But the problem with that is that wingman can't also be single or better looking than you, because then if that wingman goes up and breaks the ice for you, and the girl is interested in him, and then you roll up and you can't. You can't deliver either personality or looks-wise better than the wingman, then you're screwed. Yeah, that's true. But, I, you know, I had a guy used to come, put his arm around me, look her in the eye, and say, this one, like a horse, and then would walk away. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good wingman. There that you go. That's a good wingman. That's yes. a good wingman. Very, very. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> like, I wonder, yeah, we got to get Billy a good uh, wingman. That's what it comes down to. Uh, let's go to Kathy and Crestkill. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, how you guys doing on this chilly morning? We're Great, doing Kathy. Right, Kathy. Thanks for calling in. What's going on with you? Well, I hear you talking about a Mr. Woodcock, and it reminds me of a time many years ago when I met a young man whose name was Lance Glasscock, <laughs> which I think is probably not a name you'd want to go through life with. So you didn't want to be uh, Kathy Glasscock? <laughs> oh, no. No, okay. not. Oh, man, Kathy. Definitely not. <laughs> no, okay. Lance Glasscock. <laughs> 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 I mean, that is tough. Like, if you like, you want a woman to take your last name and your Glasscock or Woodcock or Schmuck or Dingleberry or Lipschitz, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough deal, It's man. a tough ass, tough man. Tough lot in life, man. It's a, it's hey, a look, tough ass. I just ass. had to deal with the name. My first name is Norman. Yeah, that's nothing I, you know, like... First grade, you know, Norman Esaias, and, you know, I had to go up to talk to the teacher and say, at the age of six, my name's Boomer. Yeah, right. It's but, tough. Yeah, but then puberty came and everything was fine. Right, and then, exactly. Could have been called anything at that point. It would have been fine. 
Could have been, you could have been Norman Tinycock and it would have been all right. Give up my, uh, my, my dad did that on purpose. He didn't want me to have to go through the, with his name. That's why he knew how tough it was. Norman and Schmuck. Not yeah, I know, but I'm underst- But what I'm saying to you <laughs> is that anybody who has that name, I'm sure that when they were younger, they had oh, yeah. to deal with a lot of crap. Oh, Norman! And Thank still you. do. As <laughs> we're sitting here at 62 and 41 laughing. <laughs> Don't call me Norman. Call me Chubsy Ubsy. All right, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Hi, Boomer and Geo, coming to you live, Bill Ford, Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So, if Jim Harbaugh doesn't get an NFL job, which seems unlikely at this point, because there are organizations that want Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach, maybe the money isn't right, maybe the fit isn't right for Jim Harbaugh, but let's just say, by some chance, he goes back to Michigan. There's a report from Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports, who is a, uh, a definitely a reputable source. 100% reputable. Uh, yeah. Says that Harbaugh seeks an unusual protection in his next Wolverine contract. Regarding, <clears throat> regarding the possibility of future NCAA punishment, specifically Wetzel reports that Harbaugh wants language that would grant him immunity from termination from any finding or sanction that could arise from multiple current NCAA investigations. What is he, the NCAA version of Hunter Biden? I mean, come on, man. I mean, you got to hold the guy accountable. And this is why I'm telling you, this is why he's out there messing around with these uh, these pro coach, you know, these pro teams. I mean, if he does get a job and he wants a job, good for him. But then he doesn't have to worry about any of this NCAA sanction stuff. Right, but here's what I don't understand. So language that would grant him immunity from termination from any finding or sanction. Do you really think that Michigan, from any finding or sanction from the NCAA, is going to fire Jim Harbaugh? That's way too broad of language for Michigan to sign that. Michigan cannot sign that. But it says from current NCAA investigation. Doesn't, I mean, who knows what else they'll find. If there is anything, I don't know. I mean, but I'm just saying that's way you. I mean, like, just won a national championship. All, that's a state university. They cannot sign that contract. You know, it's not like uh, the Jimbo Fisher contract that was totally guaranteed, no matter what happened. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I, look, this is this is BS. That's what he wants in his contract. That's I'm sorry. That's I'm not signing that contract. I don't care how good you are. You know. By the way, I got guys here that you know I'd be more than happy to pay ten million dollars a year to take your place. I, I look I, that that is to me is you can't do that. You just can't. You, the school can't do that. It says while Michigan could agree to pay out the contract even in the event of a four cause termination arising from NCAA sanctions, it would be difficult for Michigan to agree to keep him on the job. I mean, this like the, this again, is what Pete Carroll scooted away from USC when everything was coming down. Right, it was a perfect right, ex- time to exactly leave. yes, and that's why this seems like you know he won't. It, there'll be no tentacles, if you will. Yeah, that will touch him. I wonder. I wonder, however, if any of the owners who are interviewing with him are asking him about these potential problems and whether or not they want to inherit that. I don't, look. I think the NFL owner wants a guy that's going to win football games for them, pack stadiums. And give them a, an ability to sell sponsorships and, and season tickets. Absolutely, and I don't I don't think that an owner would say, "Man, you know, if there's another report coming out about this Connor Stallings 
uh, stealing signs, that that's going to be a distraction to our organization. It'll be like one day at Jim Harbaugh deflecting the questions, and then it'll be like, what are you going to do for this NFL team and make them a winner? Right. I mean, this this language, if, if in fact Dan Wetzel is... You know, accurate, which I think he is. I, uh, there's no reason why he wouldn't be. Yeah, just like Pat Leonard. I, I'm sure Pat Leonard was accurate when he was writing about all of this stuff going on with Brian Dayball behind the scenes because he he got to somebody who was ticked off. Yep, and he gave him all the information from their perspective, whether it's right or it's wrong. It's their perspective, and they put it in the paper. But th- this this to me, like if you're Michigan, you want to respect Jim Harbaugh. You want to say, okay, great, you, you came back to your alma mater. You won a national championship. We've paid you a lot of money over the years. We've put a lot of money into the program over the years. Yeah, um, you know, we'll 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 honor you someday like we honored Bo Schembechler. You know, but I you cannot sign this contract if you're a Michigan. If, yeah. if in fact that's accurate. Yeah, and I also don't think that Jim Harbaugh is going to want to go back there. I think that someone's going to offer him a job in the NFL and he's going to take that job. Just to get away from the NCAA and all this other crap. But yeah, I mean, in part, and also he won a national championship there. He did exactly what he wanted to do for Michigan. Perfect time to leave. Also, I feel like, you know, Jay Wright, Mike Krzyzewski, Nick Saban, all these great coaches left the NCAA because of what's going on. Sure. And it is a it is just a cascading uh, amount of issues that are happening at every school. Like, you know, Talia Tungabailoa, who basically broke every record in the Big Ten passing record for Maryland uh, the last four years, was trying to get us another year in college. A sixth year, yeah. Right. And he went into the transfer portal thinking that if he could get that sixth year, he would end up getting paid to go to LSU or somewhere like that. Well, there was that COVID exemption year that they allowed guys to play. That's why you saw, but he's he's trying to get another one. Yeah, but my point is he played four seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's enough now. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's time to move on. Time to grow up and let's move on. He's going to have to enter the draft, and who knows where the hell he'll end up. Right. I mean, uh, so I I don't know. I'm if I'm a college football coach and I have my opportunity to go back to the NFL where he knows the landscape of the NFL because he was very successful at San Francisco. He's a great coach there. Yeah, and I would take Jim Harbaugh over Bill Belichick if I were an owner because the the last couple years of Bill Belichick would scare me. And also the power that he's going to want. And Jim Harbaugh wants some power too, but you know Bill Belichick's been running the show by himself for I a know, very long time. We know, we know, <laughs> I know that Jim Harbaugh has mentioned front office people that he would like to work with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sure. it's like he wants to come with somebody that he knows and that he is comfortable with. I yeah. Mean, if, I mean, if you're the Chargers, it's got to either it's got to be one of these two guys, right? Or could the Chargers go the route that say the Dolphins went, the uh, the route that the Texans went with these offensive guys? Now, D'Amico's defense, but he brought in Bobby Slowick. Yeah. Could they could they go in that kind of direction to get that type of offense that the Green Bay Packers are running, the 49ers are running, the Dolphins are running, the Houston Texans are running? I mean, that would that, you know, you could go that way with that quarterback. And what Pete Carroll, I guess, is not going to coach. I mean, I don't know what the contract situation is, but he was definitely wanting to coach, and the Seahawks said no, and I don't know if they're holding him up and they don't want to see no, him go somewhere him else. No, they're not holding him up. He, Sounds like he wants to coach, though. Why well, doesn't he go out there well, and interview some job? He, he may. I don't know. And you would think that the Charger job would be a nice job for him. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised. I don't see him even in the mix. It's like they had a retirement party for him. 
Yeah, and that was, was about it. It was really uncomfortable because he didn't want it. And as I told you, his you know his interview yesterday was like you know this decision was not made by football people; it was made by other people within the organization for whatever reason. You know, and and Pete's a West Coast guy. You know, he's got a place in uh, he's got a place in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Loves he still surfs, I believe, at the age of 70, 71, 72. Nice. Um, and I I do believe that he has a a place in Manhattan Beach as well. Yeah, I mean, after saying all of that, maybe you should just chill, <laughs> hang out. You don't need to coach again. Yeah, but it's in their blood, man. It's I'm I know we talk you. about this all the time, and and you're right. I just just think about these guys who made so much money. And the grind that it is to be an NFL head coach and then or a head coach anywhere you're talking big time college football or the NFL. It's like I would want to enjoy I, your life a little bit. The college football thing, the way that it has unfolded over the last four or five years, and there's really no regulation, no federal regulation. You know, yeah. Just when you think you you're sick and tired of all the regulations and everything being shoved down your throat, uh, there's there's this thing out there called the NCAA, and they have no power really. And until there's some federal legislation that is going to make sure there's a level playing field for everybody, it is going to be this mosh pit of just kids and families looking for money and opportunity, you know, one year after the next, and it's going to be out of control. You know who did it right, in my opinion? Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, when he was done, he was done. And he went down to the Keys, and he got a boat. And he opened some restaurants. Then he got on the Fox pregame show and he bops in. How you about know, Bill Cower? He's living in New York City. He Didn't loves do it right. New York City. Didn't do it right. No, no. He loves New York I City. I don't care. I'm saying Jimmy I, Johnson I, did it right. No, no. Coach Cower loves New York City. Okay. He loves being Coach Cower. And he loves not having the yeah. aggravation and the pit in the stomach that you have 365 days a year. For dealing with crap like Brian Dable's got to deal with. Or Rob Sala's got to deal with. No, it's fine. Or all these other coaches are dealing with. And he, and, he, and he left, and that's great. And he's doing the same thing as Jimmy Johnson. He just picked the wrong place to live. Jimmy Johnson no, went he, down to the well, Keys. He, he loves living here. Why Why can't you get that through your thick skull? He <laughs> because loves Because he hasn't tried to live in the Keys. And I'm sure if he tried to live in he, the Keys. He had a place down in North Carolina. North Carolina is not the Keys. He was on the ocean in North Carolina. I don't know if he still has that place, but he has a beautiful place down there. I think most people, if given Jimmy Johnson's last 18 years or Bill Cowher's last 18 years, if he gave him a choice, would take Jimmy Johnson. Who looks better, Bill Cowher mm-hmm. or Jimmy Johnson? Well, Bill Cowher always looked better. That's not fair. That, that is fair. That's a part of living and lifestyle. Yeah, but Jimmy Johnson's like, it's not like you know, he's You know what got- Coach Cowher said to me? He goes, you know, you know there's nothing like... Going out and walking the streets of New York on a Saturday night, getting ready to go out to your favorite restaurant in yeah. the neighborhood in which he lives. Right. He loves doing that. Watching grandmothers get kicked in the face on the subway and all sorts of crimes and people well, trying to break up Coach fights Cow- and getting if, shot. If Coach Good Samaritans so getting shot. In, he would be involved. I mean. He would be involved. Now, when Coach played, when Coach played, he wore a lot of pads. He wore the arm pads. Remember yeah. the old arm pads? Sure, of course. Remember the old hand pads? We looked up a picture of him right. not that long ago. Yeah, the neck brace. Mm-hmm. He had that hook. Like, <laughs> what do they call that thing? The bull ring or whatever the thing <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, front yeah. of the helmet? Right, right, right. I mean, it, you couldn't. I mean, that guy probably cost whatever team he was playing for a lot of money just in padding. Sure. That's a- I'm surprised he didn't have like shin pads on that they would wear for soccer. 
I remember back at Bellport football, if a guy didn't like try to tackle somebody hard, yeah. Coach Sip would be like, you got a $10,000 helmet, $15,000 shoulder pads. We're like, what? No, we don't. That's not how much it cost. <laughs> what? You got yelled at too. Yeah, of course, everybody did. But I don't know. I just, that's what I would be Jimmy Johnson as opposed do you to. Think, do you think that Brian Dayball is like our high school football coaches? Yeah, 100%. That, that, that's what I think. Exactly like that. Cut from the same exact cloth. Like no BS. Like in your face. Mm-hmm. This is what Which it I kind of loved it. We're gonna do what we have to do to win, and I don't care what you think. Uh, Charles in West Virginia. What's going on, Charles? Good morning, gentlemen. What's Great up, Charles? Um, do you think part of the um, negotiating with Harbaugh is he wants to draft um, JJ McCarthy? Not if he goes to L.A. He's not going to be drafting J.J. McCarthy there. I, I would think that there's a possibility if he goes to Atlanta, he could probably say, hey, look, I would recommend this kid. I would love to have this kid. And uh, that could be a possibility. But, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how good J.J. McCarthy really is. I'm not really sure where he is pegged right now in this upcoming draft. I saw a number of draft people think second round. Which is fine. I was a second rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe that could be the case if, in fact, Jim went to Atlanta and they wanted to draft a guy. All right, Charles. There you go. There you go. There you go. That was it. That's what I would think. Sometimes people like to have the back and forth. Sometimes they do not. Well, he's just looking for an answer. And that was it. He got his answer and he's back to his life in West Virginia. It's a nice place. Yeah. I was taught to not like West Virginia when I was out in Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, of course. That's a rivalry. Right. So, like, the things I was taught to not like while I was out there was West Virginia and Cleveland. You do not Philly I already disliked. What about Cincinnati? No. Not as much. Really? really hated Cleveland. Really didn't have much to say about Cincinnati. Proximity? Really, like kind of the proximity, I guess. Yeah. Like hated Cleveland, hated West Virginia, you know, Brown Steelers, that whole thing. They hated the Ravens too, but you know, different story there. But yeah, you, you just could not like West did Virginia. Did you do you ever see some of those playoff games between the Bengals and the uh the Steelers? Oh, back at the end, Kimo Von Olhoff in that whole thing. John Kitten having to come in for sure. Vontez Perfect. Then you had the Joey Porter Vontez Perfect thing. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, th- these games were serious, man. I saw an old video. I think it was the, I want to say it was the 2005 Steeler playoff run. And that was the one where they had to go to Indianapolis and. Uh, the the Ben Roethlisberger fumble and the oh yeah uh, the, the tackle Bettis fumble fumble and the tackle the tackle yeah right so it was I that it was, year was it a was it a Bettis fumble or was it a fumble snap I think it was a Bettis fumble I'm pretty sure okay I, I remember because like, Ben Roethlisberger actually made the tackle right and I think they played in that playoff mm-hmm. run they had to go to Denver as well with Jake Plummer as the quarterback okay I think so because it was this old clip that I saw and it was when they won their first playoff game and they were like. They're going to Denver and they're getting ready. And Joey Porter, right before they go in for like the big hand thing and like, you know, Steelers or whatever, he goes, They shot me in Denver. (laughs) Which was true. (laughs) And it's like unbelievable. (laughs) Like, the. And he wasn't kidding. Right. Like it wasn't like a smile on his face. He was like that was using his motivate. Like that was motivation. Like so, let's go beat the Broncos because I got shot in Denver. <laughs> they shot me in Denver. <laughs> Heinz Ward's. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, it made me Steelers. Uh, here, right here we go. 
uh, Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Quick break. We'll get Billy Jockalone back in here for uh, his final update. Maybe ever. We don't know. We hope not, but it could be his last one in his lifetime. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We are trying to get a hold of Jerry Recco to check in on him to see how he is doing. He had to leave here after his 6.30 update because he felt chills and nausea. And this program has had quite the history with the norovirus. So much so that if you remember the first code for tickets for Boomer and Geo Live 1 was norovirus. Remember, because it ran through all of us. It was like, use code NEUROVIRUS <laughs> if you want to get tickets. So it is something that we don't uh, we don't look forward to. So we're hoping that, that Jerry is okay, but he is not reachable right now. So uh, it doesn't sound good. I left him a text message, and I just called him, and it just rang and rang and rang, and then went to voicemail. Not good. So he might be sleeping. He might be puking. He might be pooping. Let's hope that he's okay and just the phone's in another room and he's watching YouTube golf with his kids or something. Let's hope that that is going on and uh, we will see him soon. Uh, So after Jerry's 630 update and him going home, we searched in the newsroom for someone to step in for Jerry for the day. And Billy Jock alone. Oh, Billy. He stepped right up. Fearless Billy and said, screw it. I'm going to do it. So he did the 730. He did the 830. And now he's here to do. The 9.30 with moment of the day. Mm-hmm. So Billy Jock alone, take it away. And just for the record, Jerry said that if he didn't answer, it probably wouldn't be for a good reason. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. Uh, so guys, Saturday at 4.30, the, the Texans and Ravens opened the divisional round of the, of the NFL playoffs. John Harbaugh asked, how is the team doing off of the bye? I think everybody's really prepared and excited to play. Lamar's ready to go. The guys are ready to go. Uh, they've worked hard for this opportunity to get to this point. And uh, and uh, and compete in such a big game, you know, against such a worthy opponent. All right, and now I'll see. Now, uh, <laughs> what well, do you got? A sponsor? Yeah, we have it's a sponsor. Right. And by the way, someone said uh, a listener said you're doing a good job, and you sound like Hal Steinbrenner. Really? Which I thought was interesting. Do you hear that at all, Boomer? Do you hear Hal Steinbrenner? Uh, not really. I feel maybe a little congested. <laughs> so a, congest- yes. a congested Hal Steinbrenner. Yes. Okay. All right, uh, so who were we uh, brought to you by there? That's definitely accurate. This report is brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. All right. All right, so now let's get back to Lamar Jackson, his thoughts on facing Houston. Uh, no, I just went right to film from uh, the first time we played them. Um, and just watched film from throughout the season, who they, you know, from other opponents um, the Texas have played. Just went right to it, you know, film study. Saturday night, it will be the Packers facing the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan asked, what do you see from Jordan Love? It's come a long way because he's playing at such a high level um, to get thrown in there early in this year and have to go through some ups and downs, which he did some good things earlier in this year too. But um, to not win all those games, kind of when you're with a tough record in your first year, the pressure that comes with that and just to watch him each game, he's been consistent. The Detroit Lions are in a good place at, uh, after... Uh, Ah, oh, yeah, screw does. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. You were nailing everything. You were. This is what happens. Like this is like you know what I would equate this to. Boomer hitting a great tee shot, 
hitting a good second shot, and then and then flubbing your wedge. Yes. I mean, and then you're like, ah, damn it, I was on the way to a birdie, and now I just blew it. Here's the know? one thing about live TV and radio I can tell you, after all these years, you just got to just go right through it. Don't stop. Blow don't, right through it. Don't even make like you made a mistake. Nobody's even paying attention. Just go right through <laughs> it. Figure it Sometimes I thought for the purposes of like this being the first ever update I did, it might be funny to point out the mistakes. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Okay, that's, that's a good See, way of thinking he's of got, it. He's got a plan. I like it. He's got a plan. So I guess we'll just get back to it now, huh? Yeah, get yeah. back to it. <laughs> Moving right along, as CeeLo would say. Sunday at 3, the Lions host the Bucks. Tampa lost in Week 6 to Detroit 20-6, to and Dan Campbell says they can't be satisfied with just beating the Rams. Really happy for, for everybody here. I, I know that's been a long time coming. Um... And, man, it felt good to deliver that. Uh, but we're not done. You know, that's the beginning. So we got one. We got another one coming up. And then it will be the Bills and Chiefs on Sunday night. Over into the NBA, over to the NBA. It was the Sixers over the Nuggets, 126-121. Joel Embiid finished with 41 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists. Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey added 25. The Suns, once down 26 of the Kings, came, came back to win 119-117. Kevin Durant, my former guy, finished with 27 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists. How did Phoenix get back into it? I feel like I looked up. We was down 6. I look up again. It's a tie game. Now it's time for... Hold on. Do you have the hockey stuff still? Is that in there? Uh, you know what? I actually, I actually was going to mention that. Okay. Tonight, the Knicks host the Rockets. Okay. And the Nets are on the road to face the Trailblazers. Okay, okay. very good. Okay. And right. the Rangers did win. They beat the Kraken last night 5-2. to two. And the Islanders lost up in Winnipeg. Yes. And that, uh, so we got, all, we got all, of, uh, all of that. All right, so before we get to moment of the day, because we do have some time here. All right, so you're good. We got all the update stuff. And by the way, he nailed every cut this time. You know he what I'm saying? Yes. Every cut. By the way, Ooh, here's here's a, what they're talking about. Here's a couple of sleeves for you. Oh, that's <laughs> Thanks, nice. Enjoy. Thanks, man. That is, Appreciate you stepping up big time. That is great. Now I'm going to have to give him money, too. See what you've <laughs> no, done there. Him, no, no, I got it. I got it. It's okay. <laughs> See what you've done there. Give him a couple sleeves. Let him have a you know nice dinner tonight. Sure, absolutely. I know he's going out. you going out tonight? Well, I can't go out tonight. Oh, he's got to be here. Yeah. Oh, you're still here tonight, too? No, no, no. I mean, he'll be here tomorrow morning. Right? Oh, okay. You know, you get what time you get here? Like 2 o'clock or something silly like that? Uh, 3. 3 30, Yeah, between, between 3 and 4. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Henry and Brewster. What's going on, Henry? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good morning. I was uh, listening to you talk about uh, Jerry. He almost passed out in the studio. Yeah. Uh, I was diagnosed with COVID over the holidays. I saw one of my, my interns the other day, and he said that unbelievable amount of males that are presenting positive COVID with symptoms of fainting or passing out. Huh, interesting. Now, you just got through yeah. your own COVID diagnosis. I did, Boomer, yes. He's a, right. he's a survivor. Right, uh, I am a survivor, like a two-time survivor. Two oh, times, just yeah, COVID too, right? survivor. Yeah. Yes, and did you feel uh, faint at all? I didn't have the faint oh, feeling. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I had the, Thanks, the cold, Henry. the aches, the pains, the fever. Uh, I got an IV uh, immediately, and then I got the Paxlovid immediately. Yeah, we should send Jerry the IV, Doc. What do you think? Because if it's either stomach virus or COVID, he could probably use that, right? Send him that. Yeah, but we, he's he's got to do it himself because he's got to answer a few questions that we oh. can't answer. Oh, okay. Like what? Well, there's some um, legal things that you got to go legal? through. Legal? Yes. That's it's like, just, is it an address and you say, like, I, I want this type of IV and they show up? And then the doctor calls you and asks you, like, what kind of stuff, you know, you're dealing with, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure that you're not some sort of lunatic. Yeah. 
I'm hoping it's COVID. I'm hoping it's COVID, not the stomach virus. All right. That would be that would be the worst. What would you rather have, Billy? Flu, COVID, stomach virus? Flu. Oh, you got no, you want on. the COVID. Yeah, COVID. You want the COVID. The answer is COVID. The answer is COVID? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Flu sucks. The flu is really brutal. Right. I haven't had the flu in a while. But last time I had it, that knocked me out. Two times that I had COVID, didn't even realize it. Didn't even know. Just rolling around, doing my thing. What about this new pangolin thing coming? <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, another question for Billy. Would you rather have the last name Woodcock, Schmuck, Dingleberry, or Lipschitz? Dingleberry. Ding. You'd rather be a Dingleberry. Dingleberry. Want to be a Dingleberry? Well, because I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a schmuck. That's right. for sure. <laughs> you don't want to be a schmuck. And it, <laughs> I mean, did anybody ever bust your balls about your last name, like Jack yeah, alone? Yeah, of course, of course. So you know from that. Of world. course, man. Yeah, of course. And you would take Dingleberry. Dingleberry's a good one. Dingleberry's a good. Well, one. his his name is not Jack alone. Right, it's Jack right, alone. Right, yeah, but okay. But you know what people kids would do? You know? Yeah, I understand. They 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 say Jack alone. They would say Jack alone. Yes, but now, it's really Jack alone. Boomer Boomer took Woodcock out of all of those, oh. and so did Al. And then they would convince me to take Woodcock. But Schmuck, I feel like, is the one that you can't. You just cannot take Schmuck. Feel bad for all those Schmucks out there. Eddie, you also a Woodcock guy? Oh, yeah. It's the the least of all those evils. What about sure. if we replace Woodcock with Glasscock, like that caller said? <laughs> oh, Wood, for sure. No, but I'm saying if we took Woodcock out of the uh, choices and made Glasscock, Dingleberry, Schmuck, Lipschitz, you still going Glasscock? Uh, You're thinking Dingleberry yeah. now. Yeah. You're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about it. Billy just went straight for Dingleberry. He did. <laughs> Wouldn't you try to j- pick a name that it, you could pronounce differently but still spell the same? Like Glasscock, you could go Glass. Like, I don't Glass know. Coke? Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Glace Coak. <laughs> and then you spell it for them. <laughs> Glace like <be> Coak. <laughs> I'm Henri Glace Coak. <laughs> well, there is that kid. You know that there's a line, high school linebacker. Yes. That uh, I don't even know how to go through this. Don't but even, don't he's got... He's got a, a last name. It's spelled one way, but he pronounces it another. But he, here's the thing. He hasn't, like, said the pronunciation. I've, I've, like, looked it up everywhere. I don't know how to pronounce it. But I don't know how he pronounces it. It's definitely not what you see because that would be impossible. I think that the name, the K is not silent. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, I got you now. Yeah, yeah, You've nev- You guys haven't seen this? You haven't seen this. I haven't seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to get right. Billy in trouble. It's first time in front of a microphone. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, here's yeah, the right. name. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Indiana high school sports star Noah, last name, clears up name pronunciation. So finally, as yes. as he goes viral on social media. Ah, oh, paywall. Come on, man. I need to know how to pronounce this. Knee. Like the Knights of Knee. The Knights of Knee? Knee! All right. But still the rest of it normal? Not Cuh? Yeah. I think it's Cuh. Cuh knee. knee. All right. Yes. All right, very good. I believe. Al? Yeah, I'd go with that pronunciation as well. I just saw it. 
So his name is Noah Kaniga? Yes. Okay. Definitely. All right. That's that's where he's going with that. <laughs> Imagine if we screwed Billy with that. <laughs> that would have been terrible. That would have been the worst thing to do of all time to the yeah. poor guy. Yeah, that would have uh, been Can bad. you tell us about this Indiana high school linebacker and where he's visiting this weekend? Go ahead there, Billy. Um, so you you still have the hair tattoo? I do, yeah. Has that, yeah is it's still the, there. Is it the original hair tattoo? It is. You it didn't is. have to get it spruced up. Did not. Man, it still looks good, Boomer, doesn't it? It looks really good. How the hell does that stay like that? You got that, what, two years ago now? Three. Three years three, ago? Three, three. That is an endorsement for those guys. It should be. Who are they again? Scout Micro USA. That's right, Scout Micro USA. That is one hell, because it looks as good today as it did three years I ago. Mean, I mean, Al, you shave your head, right? Yes, I do. And right now, you, you have a little bit of hair. Yeah, I need today's uh, shave my head day. Right. Can you come in here and compare it sure. to Billy's head? We'll see what this looks like. And by the way, when you do Moment of Day, you say time for Moment of Day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila, and then then we'll scream, all right? right. Just so you know. All right, let's take a look at Alex. Take your headsets off there, Billy, for a second. Put your heads like right next to each other. Yeah, see, I would. I'd much rather have Billy's head. So would I. I mean, look at that. I mean. Yeah, he does. He's got the better head, and it's fake. Without question, Billy has better head than you do. Well, the thing I is, it's shaved mine yet. Okay, but it's also like the male pattern thing that's going on with Al when he gets a little bit of hair. Now, if he fully shaved it, you'd probably take that over Billy's hair tattoo. But when he's got a little bit of hair, Billy's looks fifty times. Bill, better. Billy looks like he just shaved his hair this morning. Yeah, it does but every day. That's the reason why I decided to do this is because when I shave, because I still shave my head completely bald anyway. Yeah. So when it's completely bald, I'm talking skin, it still has that. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I do have that as well. Even like there's no, you can feel nothing on my nothing. scalp and it still's got the the pigments that yes. make it look. Mm-hmm. But do you like uh, his yeah, head? it's very nice. Thank yeah. you, Will. Looks would like you, very thick hair. Would you consider that? It's, um, I don't think I would consider it. Why not? I don't know. I don't have a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a booming business now. I see this on social media and stuff. It's yeah. a, a lot of people are doing it. Did it hurt? Yeah, at times. I would think so. I, I know so. So each little dot of hair is a is a needle? Basically, yeah. 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 They do it all at once? Like, it's just like, plop. Like, they just have a thing like come down? Or your, like, they stick you, like, in a uh, one of those big hair dryer, dryers in the salon and it has all these needles that pop you in the head? It, like it actually looks like a uh, like a massage chair where you put your head into the, you know, the the, the facial, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then they, you know, they sit in front of you and then it's like a needle. And with, what, like, one at a time yeah. they do it. Jesus. Yeah. I thought they'd come uh, up with a contraption needles? where how they many? just go, plop, and they just, like, mass right. Plomp out. Plomp out. How long did that like take? Stamp. Like an hour yeah. and a half. Wow. Right they are trained to do this. Like, the people are doing that. Like, you better not get the bad hair tattoo guy, because then you're effed. Yeah, that's because look good. how permanent that is. It's three years, it looks exactly the same. It's absolutely incredible. And it was only guaranteed for, what, 18 months or two years? I don't remember what the guarantee was. I just, I just, I just went with it, because I knew it was probably going to last a, like, a substantial amount of time. So... I didn't really have a number on. It's looking great. It's holding up, Billy. It is holding up. All right. So moment of the day brought to you by uh, Casamigos Tequila. Yes? Casamigos Tequila. Who is brought to you by those who drink it. Ah! <laughs> uh, today's moment of the day is Mike Tomlin plans to coach the Steelers in 2024. Mike Francesa suggested he takes a year off. But to do what confused him. 
Uh, Steelers head coach Mike Tallman, you guys discussed this. He will be back for his 18th season, according to reports, because uh, apparently he told the team and ownership that he is coming back. Uh, perhaps he could take a pause, I guess, and, and maybe die in the offseason. Uh, you know if Tomlin wants to be back, that he will be back in Pittsburgh. The question is, does he want to finally, which many coaches do, take a year off and just kind of decompose a little bit? <laughs> you know, take a year off. <laughs> Get in a casket, <laughs> lay in there, start to decompose, start to have your flesh rot, <laughs> and the maggots coming in, and then all of a sudden you're a skeleton, and then pop up like a zombie and take over the job again. You know, many coaches do this. This has been going on for years and years and years. It's all about decomposing. There you go, Billy. Good stuff. And look how healthy Jerry sounded during that update. That was uh, that was 6.30. And then yeah. all of a sudden, deteriorate. He no started to decompose. No idea that he was feeling that bad. Yeah. I know, just like that. Now we can't even get a hold of him. Now I'm worried for the guy. Uh, all right, Billy, great stuff, man. Thanks Thank for doing Thank this. You. Fun to be here. Good how, do job, you, how do you feel about all of this now? I feel like there's more of a game plan. Like, I definitely have more of a game plan if I had to ever do it again. Uh, yeah, like you feel, so you've gotten a little bit of a taste of it. Yeah. You know, and now you want to scratch that itch a little bit more, maybe get better at it. It's all about the organizational skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, very good. You get a lot of texts from friends and family and stuff? Like you're, you're yeah, doing from this? family. Family, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they noticed. What was going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got friends, right? I do, yes. Okay, because you were like, no, 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 no friends reached out. It was only family. <laughs> I wondered. Was it, it's still, I mean, you know, it depends on what, who's doing what. You got a lot of loser friends that yeah, are sleeping yeah, yeah, past yeah. 10 o'clock? <laughs> sleeping, you know, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good there, Billy. We will uh, see you tomorrow. Out in the newsroom, good job. I'm glad that you stepped up for us, and uh, not an easy thing to do for a guy who's never done that before. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough Studio. All right, it's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Man, I tell you, it's been one of those crazy, unexpected days that you get around here. You never know what happens in this business. You any never scuttlebutt any, or anything? Never have any idea. You have any you know, One day, everything is normal. The next day, people are, you know, it's not. I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen at 1015 or 1025? You or, never know. Or maybe at 4 o'clock. You never know. But it's just, it's just things just. Going it's 100 like miles an hour, man. Boom, you snap your fingers and bam, things have changed. And stuff happens around here, mm -hmm. usually when we get off the air. That That is true, yes. There's a lot of stuff that gets planned for after our show because they're afraid that we're going to talk about it like right away. So they give us like a full 24 hours to digest it and get on the air and hope that we don't have as strong of a take about it then. Because, uh, you know, they're not a... Like, we would... Their fear is if there's some news out there. When you say their fear, like who's company? Let's say, like let's say the company. Okay. Company's fear would be like if there's news out there, and we it dropped when we were on the air. We'd spend the rest of the show on it because we just do stupid stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Whereas they're not as afraid that if if the news dropped during BT and Sal, they would spend three and a half hours on it. You know, right? That would be like they'd go, but hey, you see this, and right back to the bullpens of the Mets and Yankees. That's how they would do it. You know, same thing, similar with with Evan would do something like that, breaking down the Nets. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. You know, it would be, be like, oh, uh, congratulations to so-and-so. And by the way, Mikhail Bridges has a birthday today. <laughs> you know, it would be like that. Okay. So I think that's why they wait for us to get off the air. Yeah, I just, I feel like you've been sniffing around. I mean, I don't know that anything's going to happen at 10.15 today. I don't know that. But. You've been, I've been watching you, like, in between the breaks. And I, I can always tell when you're out there, you know, chumming. Hey, man. I so feel like you got the chum out there right now. I've told you many times before. I don't have to do a lot of chumming. You're, For you're some kinda, reason, the chum comes to me. You know what? You're like, you're kind of like Pat Leonard. You just thrown <laughs> it out there, trying to find the disgruntled guy. Yeah. Pull it in and have him give you whatever you need. You know what I love about that story is that, that people really haven't talked about. Because even though newspaper business, not what it was, but... The fact that Paul Schwartz of the Post got that side of the story about Wink leaving and calling Brian Dayball a mother effer and whatever. Then the Daily News gets the other side of the story. And there was a little bit of a battle between the Post and the Daily well, News you know, on the, the interesting thing, okay, the papers, they exist, but in very small quantities. But the Internet does exist. And those guys do have a platform. Yeah. And that's why Pat Leonard got, you know, as much uh, a juice out of that article than any other article that had come out over the last 10 days absolutely 100 percent um so yes little competition beat writer competition back and forth gotta love that uh tom is in brentwood what's going on tom hey how you guys doing man great uh, tommy I, wanted to, I wanted to share with you my last name that i've had to live with my whole life so my last name is horman oh so a lot of people horman they're gonna give you horman Horny Horman. Yeah. I've heard it all. Wow. Wow. I mean, that, like, that's it's a tough w- one. When did it start? Because I feel like like a second graders, third graders, whore is not a word that they're using. Was this more like a middle school thing that this yeah. started? Yeah, definitely through middle school. And even now, I'm, I'm, I'm 52 and I still deal with it. So <laughs> I just laugh it off. Yeah, it is what it is. You know what I mean, right? No, yeah. it, it, right. It is what it is. How is it? It's not spelled W H O R. No, no. It's it's H O R R. H O R R. Yeah, I mean M A N N M A N N. Two N's. Two two R's. Two N's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess in high school, whore man would be a thing that we would probably. I mean, oh, I got destroyed in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it probably made you stronger in the long and run, plus right? He's a South Shore guy, so he definitely got destroyed. <laughs> Oh, I'm a South Shore guy. Went to Bayshore High School. There you, there you go. go. Okay. okay, perfect, Tom. Right Thanks in our wheelhouse. Yeah, that's pretty. Right in our wheelhouse is right. Here's uh, ah, there's Whore Man again. Is it be like a superhero, right? Superman, Batman, Whore Man. A lot of crap. <laughs> Spider Man, the Silver Surfer, Whore Man. You got that guy too. Uh, Kyle in East Northport. What's going on, Kyle? What's up, guys? Uh, got a funny one for you. We, we knew a family growing up. Uh, their name was uh, last name was Grucock. G R E W T O C K. I thought that was a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. That is. Uh, good. Al, can you look up how many Grucocks are in the white pages, please? In New York, we'd like to see. I mean, we see. Did he say G R U? No, G R E W. G R E W. Yes. Oh wow, that's that's bad. That's a bad one. Like GRU, like this guy's whore man. He's not W H O R E M A N. Right. You know, with a hyphen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like H O R R M A N N. That's yeah. like. People go, whore man? Like, this can't be whore man. But, but, Grucock with G R E W? There's only two Grucocks. There are three Grococks. 
<laughs> What's better? I think Grucock is better yeah. than Grocock. Come on. Yes. How? You got, you got first names with those? Uh, which one you want? I've got a uh, Charles Grucock Sr. Okay. I've got a Keith Grucock. Yep. I got an Eric Grocock. A Quinn Grocock. And a Kelly Grocock. Oh, boy. Uh, feel sorry for you guys. Yeah. How does, I mean, you got to drop that at some point, don't you? Isn't there some, like, alpha in that family that just, like, we cannot be the Grococks any longer? <laughs> like, we got to stop. It's, it's got enough is enough. You know, when a lot of uh, people came over here in the, you know, in the 19, early 19, or I guess 20th century and stuff like that, they would change their name. When they got to Ellis Island, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. You know, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying that it's easy to do it, but it's not all that hard to do it. Well, back then it wasn't hard to do it because they would get off the ships and then say, "What is your name?" And then uh, there's a lot. This is Pussy Feathers. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes with the with the accents, like I had, I read this at some point, like sometimes with the accents they'd write down something that they heard and not actually what the last name was and that's how some names ended up getting the way that they were. Or maybe were. some of those guys helping out were early stand-ups and they just decided to mess with me. <laughs> right. Grocock. Oh boy. Yeah, that is that could be the worst <clears throat> one. That's gotta be the worst one. Out of all, I mean, we, I had some funny names in high school, but like Grocock? That was never, we didn't have that at all. That's not even close. Like we, I had a guy named a mean man. I, we always thought that was funny. His last name was Mean Man? No, no, no. His last name was Man. His oh, first man. name was Amin. It was like oh, a mean oh, man. Oh, 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 oh a mean yeah. man. Okay. Yeah, another one was Champagne Smith. I love that one. <laughs> Champagne Smith. Both uh, high school football teammates of mine. Champagne Smith. Did and they run mean you man. over too? <laughs> no. Amin uh, no. did. Amin did. He, he was, yeah. He definitely was a running back and he, he definitely ran me over in practice. <laughs> I don't think, I'm not sure if Champagne made it all the way to the, I think he might only play JV. Okay. But yeah, Champagne Smith and a Mean Man were my two favorites. But I never had something like a Grocock. Do you have anything like that? No, I don't. Uh, it doesn't come to mind. No, I, I like every time these names come up, I'm shocked. Like, why are you so shocked? Because like Grocock, man. Have you you've been on the planet for sixty two years? Have you ever heard know. anybody the last name Grocock? No, I don't know a Grocock or the whore man. I, I probably know a whore man, <laughs> but. <laughs> Probably is right. Um, Billy Jock alone wishes he was one. Um, but like, I, I wouldn't be like. I mean, if I look at my my contacts, you're gonna find a whore man in there. I, I don't know. What about a man whore? Is mm. there, there any? Are there any in the white pages? Man whore? Is that even? Is that a possibility? I think anything's a possibility now. Of course it is. His name's Kyle Grocock. I think well, we, anything's. I mean, but the thing about it is, is we're, we are having discussions about things that you probably have never really had a discussion about before. True. Like when we went through it with the schmucks. That's right. You had never heard of Peter Schmuck, which was amazing. I did not know who he was. And that's why I was asking Al how many schmucks are in the, uh, in the white lot. pages. A lot. Of, there's actually, that was, that was the one that probably had the most names. Like Dingleberry, there was only a handful. <clears throat> Grocock, a couple. Schmucks. There was a, there was plenty of schmucks. There was like a lot of schmucks just in like Manhattan, I think. <laughs>
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.